four, three, two, run. Hello, and welcome to the Saddlecast on Sunday, the 27th of November, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. No dramatic orchestra stings between those numbers. And Robert Gemp. Yeah, it's not Thunderbirds. No, that's the reference Five. I was making. Well done. <laughs> four. <laughs> that is one of the top TV intros, I would say. <laughs> like most... 90s TV intros. That's clearly not better 90s, than it's NFL. like well, 60s, no. isn't it? I think. Well, they reran it in the 90s. That's the thing. That's sure, why it was yeah. that, that still the original intro. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure. From I, th- the... I think it was mostly unchanged when it was running when we watched it. Yeah, right? they didn't change it at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's kind of weird how they just took a full blown it was just a rerun it's and pretty yeah. inoffensive show really like like you know they didn't have to change yeah. anything from the 60s that might not well, be considered inappropriate or the episodes <laughs> that they showed us then didn't oh, yeah. Was, yeah maybe there were some unaired ones from the 90s that you know went some less went woke episodes yeah yeah I mean, do, they, uh, do they have any missions in Africa <laughs> yeah there is a totally racist one where which is in like there's some kind of cult in Egypt or something and 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 uh, Scott Tracy gets captured by them or something and it's right. like but they're like a technologically advanced like ancient Egyptian with with like pyramids full of full of like uh, jet fighters and shit <laughs> it's like really really weird so, and they all have like dodgy so, accents and uh, and uh, moustaches and things so the pyramids are all Tracy Island is what you're trying to tell yeah. basically but evil <laughs> okay, okay. the evil Egyptian for the yeah, yeah it was super weird Dr. Yeah. Evil I, they pro- I don't know if they showed those episodes. Maybe not. That's hmm. a good point. I yeah. don't remember. There's them. definitely some dodgy, dodgy stuff in Thunderbirds. It's definitely not squeaky clean. But it's got a good intro. Here you go. <laughs> if you want our renditions. Right now we should introduce the cast of the salad cast again with that backdrop going. <laughs> I mean, that's what you just need to. But when your brothers. editing, take that, take your five, four, three, two, one from the start, and then just have us a cappella in the background. Or... <laughs> yeah, just, just edit these two samples on top of each other and just recreate the whole sort of intro from our from yeah, our totally. partial bits. <laughs> Well, yeah, want, I mean, I could. You could. But, but then the whole flow of this conversation would make no <laughs> sense. Yes, obviously. If you want happy salad Thunderbirds content, it's one of our most popular videos on YouTube, it's I think. Indeed. is the uh, Thunderbirds Tracy Island in Minecraft. So in fact, check was, that out. I, I just checked the analytics. It's still the most popular. It's still the most popular. <laughs> yeah. Not surprising, really. Like even, even within the last month. People care about Thunderbirds in and Japan. Or Minecraft. <laughs> sometimes. And on Minecraft, yes. <laughs> Perennially popular. Perennially. Is there any Minecraft news? Is there anything going on in Minecraft? I, mean, I well, don't know. I mean, they're still trying to make patches. And they're still really? like, you know, as, as always, the, the mob vote has finished, which means they're now about a year behind on the previous mob. Yeah, so did, that, did that come out? Yeah. <laughs> what? Whatever it which? was. Whatever the last vote was. I think the goats. Was yeah, it goats? The, yeah, I think the goats did come in a couple of patches ago, so they're slightly ahead of schedule. Okay. <laughs> Not quite new, an new entire mobs. year behind. Are they getting new mods? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Just they, in they, time. I mean, they do the mob vote every year, but like I say, it takes them nearly an entire year to actually get around to putting them in most of the time. Has hmm. actually been a new mob every year then, on that, well, on average? Well, not like every year. Every year since yeah. they started doing the vote, which has been like, I don't know, three or four years maybe. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. 
What's unique about goats? Uh, they can ram you. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a bar ram you. And I guess they can. Actually, I don't know if they can climb well or jump. I, mean, I suppose it'd be jumping in Minecraft. You don't really climb. <laughs> can they jump more than one block high? That's the question. Quite mm. possibly. That would make sense. I mean, it could make them just attached to vertical walls. It right? could, but that, that would be pretty weird. They just hang off the side of them. I mean, I guess that is technically what the spiders do. They just like, boop. Oh, right. They don't, what, they don't even like... No, they don't angle to the wall. They just <laughs> clip into the wall and then go upwards. It's an elevator. It's a spider elevator. There are mods that angle them properly if you want more realistic Minecraft spiders. That's so weird. Okay, maybe that is tough to do, but it's like, is there a conscious decision to not break the Minecraft aesthetic by having things angle? I mean, yeah, probably. Nothing angles. Mm. That's, that's kind of the point. Then why, then why make them climb at all? Because <laughs> that's what spiders do. Yeah, that's so weird. And you want to have some kind of mob that can climb over walls, obviously. For, mm. Yeah. For base defense purposes. Make them speaking, of, speaking of the same, the exact same thing, more or less, was like, that's how Seven Days to Die used to work. Like, the zombies that could climb would pretty much just go whoop, up walls. Hmm. With, sometimes with animations, but it didn't work very well. Hmm. Yeah. And then they changed them to, like, well, spider zombies, except not really. It's like crouching scampering zombies but then they still use the same sort of crouching walking animation only going up as, as they translated upwards so it still didn't look like they were climbing it's a big problem <laughs> clearly mobs climbing vertical block walls hmm. NPC mantling if you will yeah mantling what's going on got any yeah. house yeah house grass? I don't think so. No water disasters? No. No downstairs bathroom problems? <laughs> well, we've still got the mysterious, like, sometimes the pipe makes a very loud noise mm. in the downstairs bathroom. It comes and goes, which is the most weird thing about it. Is it sort of classically sort of groany? Sort of a, yeah, uh... kind of, except it's like, it must be a vibration that's being caused as the water flow is being restricted as the tank fills up because like you know it's you know it's a standard toilet mechanism where like the f the flow gradually gets cut off by the float or whatever yeah as a stopcock raises so as it get as the flow gets constricted it must be making some kind of vibration which is then rattling the entire pipe work which makes it insanely loud you wouldn't have <laughs> thought it was probably possible for it to make this much noise but it sure does sometimes but not all the time. It must be a proper resonance. Yeah. Like... I don't know why it's why it comes and goes because I my my assumption was that it was like at some kind of lime scale build up was like interfering with the flow in the exact way to cause the resonance with the pipe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But then it comes and goes now, so it can't can't be that. <laughs> Unless bits of it are breaking off, or well, they like regrowing into the same. I don't know. <laughs> flowed pattern. Yeah, it's a, it's Hulu. So it goes who, and it's your loot. It's Hulu. It's yeah, the... satire though. <laughs> it's a satire of owls. <laughs> Hulu, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a satire of Hulu. I don't know. Owl bogs. Uh, I mean, speaking of television providers, I spent over an hour faffing with Sky today. <laughs> 
Are you trying to get the? Are you going to get the uh, over IP Sky Sky Yo? It's not Skype. Sky, Sky, <laughs> Sky, Sky, Sky Stream. Uh, I, I thought about it, but, but there's is that Skype? Skype. Skype. I think it does have a name like that. <laughs> no, I think they call it Sky Stream. The the new box, whatever. The 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 not over satellite Sky. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, Sky doing that. Uh, and apparently it is a lot cheaper, but also apparently they don't actually offer the full service on it. Right, so, right, right. As of yet. And they don't really tell you that. So it's, as far as I could tell from the uh, some some threads I was trying to read up on the community before trying to talk to Sky and figure out what's going on. Anyway, long story short, I came out of contract with Sky, right? And I um, was trying to renew it because... I don't know what, uh, like the current trend in like contracts and things like there was what there once was a time where like even with your phone, with your broadband or whatever, where the contract was just like a minimum term. It's like you have to be with us for this amount of time. And then it rolls or something. Yeah. That, nowadays, that seems to be your contract is up. Yeah. Bills are going to double. Like, right. Because you're out of contract, yeah. all of it. And, he, like, you, and you're on a discounted rate and you're no longer on the discounted rate. Man. Please take another contract. And it's a right pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, like I don't know when that became a thing, but now everything seems to do it. Um, they, do they just hope that people will accidentally pay for a forget, month before yeah. and before they cancel? Which like, is double money. Which, in fairness, in fairness, is the only reason I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, I know, like, but, like my phone tells me when bills and stuff come out, and it was like that's a lot of money. But don't you risk pissing people off and then never coming back? Oh, hundred percent. I totally that? considered switching. Yeah, out of things. Why but, is that worth the risk? Um, because that's how everything works. It's not a risk because everyone does it, so you can't really change anyone who doesn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, historically, <laughs> it's the same with like insurance renewals and stuff like that, right? Where the the, the one they get the the renewal quote they give you is rubbish, and you have to wangle a new one. Um, I've got to do it with a But maybe that's because I life. always wangle something, right? And so the renewal quotes they give me are probably like the normal ones, but because I wangled the last one... You think it's worse than it actually is, yeah, kind of. because I I have to try and I do the deal. I get a deal every year because I ring them up or whatever. Um, anywho, Sky's website sucks, right? And I wanted to like... They say every bit of literature they have says you can do everything really easily through the My Sky app or you yeah. or through the website, and you go to it. And basically, the only option I had was everything's okay, right? You want to carry on, right? Push the button and agree to this price, right? And I'm like, no, that price is more than I was paying before. Why would I agree to that? Like, uh, your 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 chain. This is inexplicable. Why can't I get the thing I had before? Yep. Uh, also, yep. my cue box kind of sucks. Like, it, you know, uh, yeah. you, you've seen it a few times. You've seen that weird sync line it does on screen right yeah i saw it last week yeah yeah, where it goes drifty and out of time and stuff like that and yeah it 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 doesn't like our wi-fi unless i run it in a specific way that's probably actually just a problem with all cue boxes anyway so i was gonna i used this as an opportunity to think well maybe i can talk them into them getting a replacement for it maybe it would be nice to have the 4k box instead and maybe i don't have to pay for it because you know this one sucks yeah um needs replacing uh yeah so i couldn't do any of that through the website naturally naturally and they hi- they really hide where the contact yeah. numbers are yeah yeah um so you dig down and find it you spend ages on hold you speak to someone who doesn't who half got what i was talking about and then didn't apply the 4k stuff to the deal even though he said yeah yeah yeah, it's all sorted yeah yeah it's all fine it's all fine i'm just gonna put you through to the technical team to sort out the delivery of the of the 4K. and then it gets to that site after waiting another what must have been like 20 maybe half an hour on hold just waiting for the other other team who turns out which who you know a uk person this time 
uh, yeah, you hadn't done any of that. Like none of that, none of it had been set up properly. So do it all again. Mm. Re- repeat the process with someone who actually knew what I was talking about. And eventually, yeah, we got it all sorted. But mm. good God, was it a faff? Mm. Like, mm. don't claim it's easy to make changes to your to your subscription or whatever, or make changes to the packages or do anything like that when the only option is, yeah, it's okay, thanks. And then when you say, oh, then you cl- there's literally links on the thing where on their website where it's like, oh, you, do you want to add 4K to it? Like, I'll click this button and we'll sort that out. And you go there and it goes to a page where it doesn't have that as an option. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. like, what is going on? My brother works on the broad, Sky Broadband pages or whatever, and it's hilarious the amount of dark pattern logic that he has to it's implement. So bad. It's really complicated to hide things from people that are, are, yeah. are, are actually there. Paying, depending or, or on their... paying atten- <laughs> anyone that's paying attention to it is yeah. just going to get annoyed. It's just so dumb. But, I mean, they do it for a reason. Anyway. Well, so people don't think they can do it. And it's yeah. like, well, no, it's, you absolutely can. Just ring them. I'm a- I actually want to upgrade my package slightly and get a better deal on some other stuff and knock it back. da 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 I mean, I can save money because Netflix is thrown in through Sky now and it's actually cheaper than doing oh, right. it that way oh, than good. it is to buy a Netflix account Directly. separately from Sky. That is actually a slight saving. So, mm. you know, yada, yada, yada. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing... Did got did all right in the end, but oh, it took forever. And I had to research my broadband as well because that came up at the same time. And uh, fair play to Plusnet. Their renewal deal was actually better than what I was on before. And it's still the best price I can get here. So mm-hmm. that was that was dead simple. In comparison to Sky, I could look at their stats and just hit the button and be like, yes, that is better. Go. Well, that's why it was simple, because you didn't need to change it. No, I didn't. Like, yeah, <laughs> true. I didn't need to change anything, and the price was better. So it's like, yes, you still charged me double last month, because contracts and that whole shit is still a thing. But uh, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's that's on me, I suppose, for not paying attention. Ugh. 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 Grouse. I hate the modern world. Yeah, I hate it. Things in general don't. Let's Stop get let's things. get grumpy. I'll we're get, getting old. Am, we're, getting, we're, we're getting old, grumpy. <laughs> but we were always kind of grumpy. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, do you think this is gonna? This is the way this Holocaust is gonna go. <laughs> Let's get the, all the, the grumpy about first. games. Well, I, I feel like games even like they're on are only good games because they're too expensive to make. And oh, they are. <laughs> we've we've always said that. Grump, grump, grump. I think that's, that's, a, that's not a new situation grump, for games. Game, gaming no. peaked in 1998. Grump, grump, grump. And then you play Ocarina of Time, and it's like, well, it's not as good as Breath of the Wild, is it? <laughs> it's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty different, good. <laughs> but it's not, yeah. The games have definitely improved in, in many ways. This is a very broad topic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I but, don't know what it'd be like if we were kids now. Would we just be playing Minecraft or in Fortnite or some shit? I, I think we wouldn't know better. There's yeah. an element of that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. In the. Okay, we grew up with games, and we grew, we we grew up in like probably one of the more kind of in the golden age, right, where technology yeah, moves so fast and silver age. I guess golden age would be the eighties or whatever. Like yeah, we, maybe yeah. And we were in the silver but techno- age. Technology improved so fast to the point where new games were conceptually possible that weren't possible. Before. Yeah, that weren't possible before. And in fairness, that probably lasted all the way up to the three sixty era. Like you just extent. can't make Half Life until Doom exists, right? Yeah, you exactly. just can't, and um, and that was only a few years, right? And the same with 
you, yeah, could, oh, you couldn't make it until Quake existed. You know, exactly. You want to argue it that way. Yes. And uh, and you know, Ocarina didn't couldn't have existed without Mario sixty four, probably. And probably, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I guess that was just turning three D, but uh, yeah, yeah. And you could like three sixty and PS three were kind of the end of that phase because they mm. kind of got mul- online multiplayer right mm. for 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 a console for first time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, PC had kind of been doing it fine for a long time at that point. But yeah, and then. From there, what have we really had in terms of real innovation? Not a huge amount. Like, I mean, a VR MMOs is kind of the one thing. Right? With yeah, World of Warcraft in like 2003 or something like that. Yeah. VR, yeah, but VR hasn't. I mean, v- I, I think VR is cooler than... I mean, VR kind is of cooler great. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it, some people thought it was going to take over the world, and it's like... I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg still thinks it's going to take over the world. It's not. And then, yeah, but I just don't... It's not. It. It's it's a yeah. it's an alternative way to play games, and it gives you a window into a subset of new, yeah, a subset of new things you can you can do with it that have been better than they were before. But in a way, that's that again. It's an improvement over what was there before, right? It's an improvement on the motion control thing. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. You because it, it just makes more sense when you can see your own damn hands hitting a thing in real space like yeah. you know that it, 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 that is just but it's essentially all it is right it's a motion control improvement really yeah uh and it's funny that motion cool, control had its but, like weird day when 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 it was bad like with the Wii and the Kinect like now now that technology is a lot better but it's mm. just not that was like a huge surge in popularity with the Wii and like absolutely and yeah. it's just completely gone by the way well, so it's almost <laughs> Cost of entry for VR is high still, even with the Quest. And yeah, that was the thing about the Wii was it was low. Pretty low cost of entry. Yeah, yeah. and it's far easier to grasp the concept of because you can see it and we sports. Yeah, and yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Like they they hit the right yeah. moment, right time for Boom. sure. Yeah, and now no one cares, right? Look at look at Switch Sports or whatever. Who's talking yeah, it's about weird, Switch Sports because they went to all that trouble to put almost parity motion shit in the switch and mm. the switch is a huge success but no one uses the stupid motion stuff joy-con motion really. yeah that's such a yeah it's not really other than the fact it's needed if you're doing motion control for like splatoon and you're hooking the joy cons up to the the connectory well they even call that thing the anchor for the joy cons that makes them into like a control the grip thing the gri- grip yeah that's um, it I call it joy con grip yeah yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We, we are out of the Silver Age, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing arguments that we're out of that golden age of television now, that that's over, like, that started with, like, I don't know, The Sopranos in 1999, and now... What, and just think, in terms of, like, dramatic sense. innovation, do you mean? Or Yeah, like... Like, we're in the age of remakes. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of shows that are, like... In video games and TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And movies. That was never not a thing in movies, right? Sure, but it's only been getting worse. Yeah, yeah I mean, but that superhero thing is still still in that's pretty still, much full that's swing. Still strong. Yeah. Well, that was that's just like the only thing that saved us from constant remakes, though. They found one like precise line for it, where it's like we can make this whole string of superhero movies, and they and they can all be like new and and linked together in a fancy way, so we can avoid making remakes for a while. Because we already have the IP. <laughs> because it's actually a remake form. of comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. It's a, it's a real mad. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a Final Fantasy remake of uh, of comics. Yeah, we watched that Doctor Strange, didn't we? We did. We watched that. Uh, was it the Multiverse of Madness? 
was what I expected. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was why. Yeah. That was that was because yeah, I, I finally got round to again. Actually, thanks to Sky, I could get I could claim a, a, a freebie watch of that without having to pay rental on one of the streaming services or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I watched that Spider Man, and then allowed me to carry on. And so, other than Thor, I think I'm caught up. Um, well, obviously, other than the isn't there Plus another one? Shows. Oh, there's one out at the moment, isn't there? Well, yeah, Wakanda's just come out. Two, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Wakanda yeah. forever. Like I say, like I could, I could have missed that Doctor Strange, but it was, I'm, I'm, I'm wor- it was worth watching for you just for that ten minutes of Sam Raimi film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. really thought that was good. That's what my brother had told me. He was like, it's yeah, worth right, watching right just at, for that. Right at the end, it does go. It's it sort of starts mad enough and ends mad enough. The stuff in the middle is not. There's not enough madness. No, it's not. The title is it's it's misleading. The title's not right. No, it's definitely not. Especially after you've had like Spider Verse, right? That's the problem. Spider Verse already killed it with that stuff. Yeah, it's true. They already did all that stuff, basically. They didn't go mad enough to. And to a lesser extent, like No Way Home kind of already actually probably did that better, but without the madness, right? You know, just blending Spider Verses together, you know, film Spider Verses together worked. And that was a better film. It was just a film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Another one. Yeah. I guess they couldn't do the mirror universe again because they've used that twice. The whole, like, Doctor Strange's, like, make everything geometry. Power. Oh, right. Yeah. Because they did that. Yeah. In, they did that in the Doctor Strange film and they did that in No Way Home as well. Yeah. Um, briefly. I'm definitely pretty burnt out on Marvel, but I think one ought to be by this point, <laughs> given how much yeah. there's been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I described burnout with it, but like, I'm not amazed by it anymore. Like, I really liked Shang Chi. I thought that was decent. I liked it um, up until the end, and it turned into the CGI fest at the end. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, um, I think there's still room to do good stuff in it, but like, mm. the, well, maybe this is the point, right? In the MCU, they went through like all the known stuff, then they went through the slightly less less known stuff, and now they're gonna, gonna have to get they're gonna have to get weird, right? Because well, like, that's what I was hoping, but yeah. apparently not. They can go weird without with, whilst not going weird enough. Bringing the weird, I mean, the lesser known characters without going weird. Yeah, that's my fear. I mean, well, it was cool in in the Loki TV series when they had them, what, oh. the different Lokis, and they had freaking what's his name, Richard grant or whatever that was cool mm. it was just one episode but that was cool um, but yeah that was cooler than anything in the dot strange movie mm. i thought anyway yeah yeah so we're still in the superhero age of films yeah yep do you reckon we've passed out of that no we're probably still in the bad horror age of f- f- film as well i don't but know bad but horror there was like a i don't know like I, I've never be, been into horror. No, me but, either. But, I, but oh, I'm going to start to get into it. I think I've been, I've noticed that every time I've seen a horror film, I think it's beca- um, be- because I've gone with friends or something. Like, and I think it's because they only take me to see the good ones. But I've mm. really liked them, all of them. Like, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't consider myself like a horror film fan. But like, I went to see you know Midsummer in the in the cinema, and that was brilliant. Um, and um, the Lighthouse, I guess that's a horror film. And we watched The Wailing. That's a Korean one. That was no, really I good. I don't really know any of those. Yeah. And then we watched like old ones. Like we watched like Rosemary's Baby and the Sh- and um, not The Shining. Um, uh, very uh, The Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, oh, that right. was great. Yeah. So maybe I am a horror fan. Just I just didn't know it. My next one is I need to watch The Thing. 
Oh, okay. Uh, which, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, yeah. Oh, you know, I watched obviously the famous bits of the thing because yeah. they're in every clip show ever. But like, right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I've ever watched it properly. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Stop I'm trying to think what I have seen. Like, I've seen Carrie, both of oh, them. Oh, right, yeah. Um, didn't really think much of those. I've seen The Ring. Oh, yeah. And it, that was all right, actually. The Ring was okay. Um, the, the uh, was it? The Woman in Black. That was cheesy as hell. Yeah. Uh, I think that's my problem. Like, most of them that's are just, a- like, cheese fests or they're jump scares and they're just not... Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nothing interesting to grab onto or, like... Yeah. And, I don't, I don't, to be fair, I don't like the feeling of being scared. I, don't, I, almost no. don't, I almost don't want a horror film to scare me. I want it to be intriguing. Yeah, but there are some like that, like psychologically type ones that don't have so much jump scares. And yeah. It's just rarer or whatever. And much I don't, harder I don't know to if make. it really counts, but I enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of... That, is that Sam Raimi? My, no, no, it's... Um, it's Joss Whedon. It, Joss Whedon. Yeah. yeah, it's Joss Whedon, yeah. Sorry, Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. That's what I need to watch mm. that. That's supposed to be good. But yeah, Cabin in the Woods, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. Again, yeah. again, it sort of loses its way a little bit towards the end, like most things do, but like, it just tends a bit more action-y. Mm. But that was a fun time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I guess what I mean by that, things like The Purge and Paranormal uh, Activity. Yeah, yeah. That's sort, that sort of wave of films where it's like I are we still in that? Not care less in that. I think it's just a perennial thing now, isn't it? Like, Maybe like, they make them for Halloween, right? And mm. people go and spend their money on them. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I'm not interested in that stuff. Legit, like I like uh, Battle Royale. Yeah, cool, but not. That's not, not a horror yeah. film. No, it's rad, but it's not a horror film. <laughs> no, how would you describe it? Like a thriller? I don't know, like it's pretty teen, violent. It's teen violence, yeah. In some yeah. Way. It's pretty. It's kind of like a horror premise, isn't it? You're all trapped and you're going to murder each other. Right? <coughs> Too much like an anime. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's Danganronpa, but like, mm. <laughs> but Danganronpa came after. You know. Anyway, films. We're in a. I've started watching Andor. Period. Andor, you have. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a couple episodes in. Oh, you need to watch three at once because the first two don't really end. No, like, they don't. <laughs> no, it, it seems to be built in three episode arcs. Okay, so uh, don't watch two. <laughs> yeah, but two, uh, three is too long for me. Yeah, two, yeah, two, um, I know it is. Yeah. We watched one and thought, okay, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. So yeah. like, like, should we just go on to the next one? Yeah, we can go on to the next one because yeah. they're, they're, they're still like Mandalorian length, right? There's still those that sort of forty. Minute yeah, chunk. they're a bit shorter. Um, so uh, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Let's, let's run yeah. into another one. And uh, yeah. I don't know, stuff started to move, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's you're right. It's a very different beast to other stuff. It's I, really I, different. I kind of dig it. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. I but like it. It's just. It's grubbier. It's a much lot, grubbier. It's pretty gritty. Like, but, well, yeah, I don't think, I'm not sure it's gritty in that sort of like, I don't know, hardened cop drama kind of way that no, I think of gritty. I it's, not, it's not the wire. No, <laughs> that's true. Um, hmm. But it's um, grubby, yeah. That's good. Yeah, gr- gr- dirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Star Wars was always like a little bit. It wasn't the clean kind of Star Trek look. It was no, no. Like, but this this leans was... into that way more. Yeah, realistically, I suppose. Yeah. Everyone's British. It's weird. I don't know. Isn't his mate Canadian? Like the main guy. The main guy's like Spanish. Oh yeah, he's no, he's Mexican. Mexican, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Right, sorry, uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean everyone except the main character, the British. That seems to be the Star Wars mm. thing. <laughs> oh well, and the and, and the lead, uh, quote unquote, cop is very American. Guy, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, no, uh, I, I kind of kind of like what I've seen so far. I think you'll like it if you keep watching it. I definitely ran the stuff happens at the end of the third uh, on the third episode. Okay, for cool. sure. So you'll like that. Um, yeah, it's just because yeah, I, I, I think like, I said out loud at the end of episode two, it's like don't really know what's happening. What's yet. happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I do. There's yeah. not a lot. There's not a lot to it. No, but uh, but in the same way that it's like I don't know what what, what I'm hooking just yet. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's hookless after two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. I but just maybe it like, needs, like, there's a bit of me that's like, maybe it needs something bigger, but then also there's that a bit in my head that's like, well, actually, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does just need, right, to, exactly. need to focus down. Like Gears of War 1. That, <laughs> my old classic corollary. Like, <laughs> keep it simple. Uh, as opposed to its sequels, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, keep watching that. Like I say, the tone is well strange for Star Wars, but it's good. I also finished Stardust Crusaders of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I've still got like Stone Ocean, like the last bit, which is I don't think is finished yet. Like, which is the the the, the last the last of the JoJo's that's been made into anime. Mm. Uh, nobody punched the spaghetti. It's got them to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen the footage, so I, it exists, but where I don't know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that is in. I can imagine it a bit more, maybe in the prison setting of Stone Ocean. So, like, maybe I'll get to that. Um. <laughs> Uh, but it, it was it was it was pretty stupid. Like that show continues to be properly stupid, in a in a in a similar way to, well, I guess anime in general. And I was I was about to like equate it to Bayonetta, but maybe it's not actually as bad as Bayonetta is at times. It's like their their concepts of pain and death and what injures people are so weird at times. Like the rule, the, there are no rules. Like sometimes it's like instant death from from a knife to the throat. Other times it's like yeah, I'll just brush that off. It's fine. Someone's just stuck their hand, entire hand through me. I'm fine. And then and then later on it's like oh no, that's killed me. It's 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 so inconsistent with its own rules um, but it's a properly stupid fun time <laughs> like, it, it, it's a car crash you can't turn away from like it's one of those really it's like you know it's real dumb but you're still kind of with it right to the end Jojo Jojo's Bizarre Adventure it's a, it's a weird show like I can't it's hard to know why shows like that become as big a deal as they seem to be, right? Because JoJo's is super, super popular, right? Like, mm. it's, even in Western audiences, it's, mm. it's, it's one of the bigger ones for sure. And yet. But, but, you know, as I'm watching it and I'm sitting there, like, but this is so dumb. Right. <laughs> like, like, how is this? How so has popular. this been the thing that's captured everyone? Like, it's, it's not a narrative. It's all, it's it's all the memes, a, that's why. Yeah. Even back then, there was like, it, it, JoJo's was like memes back in the Flash age, which that's why it, it, and it, it didn't matter that, that, that people might have only ever seen clips in Japanese where they didn't even understand it, because you don't need to understand the words, all you need is the ridiculous visuals. The flash, I think the manga was like that old. I didn't realise the animation was that old. Um, I, yeah, I would have said it's probably way older than that. Weird. I, the animation has a quite a new feel to it. Like all of all of what I've seen has quite a recent feel to it, mm. especially the last, you know, the, um, 
the Stardust Crusaders arc. Yeah, right. watching. Like that that's felt pretty recent. To the point where their intros have like 3D CG, like for the Well, yeah, maybe maybe some of it's newer. But I mean, obviously, you, we know it was popular in the Flash Age because of the stupid that like the, every time there was a Stickman fighting animation and someone drops a steamroller on someone, you know <laughs> that's the classic JoJo. That is a that is a JoJo thing, yeah. That is a JoJo, but maybe that's from the manga, not from and maybe the yeah, anime. Why would, have, major. why would it have been? Ad- well, I guess you could interpret the animation from manga. I guess in yeah. back, if it was, if it hadn't been animated back then, but I think it was. <laughs> and there was a bit where someone did go, "Bye." Yeah, <laughs> like I know. That, and the, that's and the sub- from that same. Thing. <laughs> and the subtitle said it as well. Okay, now okay. The bit of me thought they were referencing the meme. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right i still right. have that flash file because <laughs> i say so you have this, i say dumb stupid shit like that the swift yep i still have a bunch of, of weird swifts of weird swift. sometimes well known and sometimes extremely obscure flash meme things from the age play those now i still well on my pc i still have a version of flash player that works wow okay <laughs> like it's there must be Someone must have made like an archival player or something. Yeah, I think or... you can like just convert the to HTML5 somehow. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what the, you know, some file converter program possibly. It's definitely the flashes that were. Because you could get video swoofs, right? Where the swoof file was actually just video content. Right. Like, because Flash yeah. had its own video format eventually. But then you don't get all the bonus features of like yeah. resize the window and see all the weird shit that's just off screen. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not like, sometimes not just. Sometimes it's just like stuff you're not meant to see, and sometimes there's actually like extra content there. <laughs> like I have <laughs> several stuff. several flash files where it's just like if you resize the window, it's like oh here's the lyrics to the song, <laughs> or like oh, wow. here's some developer commentary about what how the animation was made, <laughs> just off screen. Oh, that's pretty great <laughs> for the hardcore. Yeah, because you couldn't even do that in a in a web page back in the day. You actually would have had to download the SWM specifically and play it in a. Yeah. individual player windows because they were always in fixed size like frames I guess yeah the old sites that used to host the bulk of flash content like Albino Black Sheep and that yeah. lot they yeah. were kind of fixed size frames huh fun times this is a podcast about video games it is mm. what's the news I guess, I, guess we, I guess we had a brief moment, moment talking about video games, but like, yeah, it's yeah talking about Minecraft for a while. We did, yeah, we <laughs> love the age Minecraft of games, games. and there's no rage of games. Uh, what's happening in the news? Not a great deal. Another quiet news week. Here um, we are in the Bronze Age. Nothing's in the going Bronze on. Age of news. Um, yeah, I guess I guess there's there's some some not really movement on the Activision acquisition um, by Microsoft uh, with the American. FTC reportedly going to raise concerns about the acquisition, but this is from a slightly dodgy source, and a number of people have said that. Like, um, I think Hoaglaw had a, had a look at the statement and like what that actually could mean. But effectively, it's like some guy, some guy's friends inside said said they they they're going to look at it, and it's like that's I don't know what that means really anything um, at this point. Um, I mean, it didn't seem like it didn't seem unlikely that they were going to look at it with no, the way it had been going up to now. That, that, I mean, that was part of the specific phrase was the was the term "likely" 
to look at it, like, or likely to raise concerns. Um, so, like, I mean, they were likely to say something, right? But who knows whether what the severity of that is. Well, I mean, I think the fact that they sort of said anything on the first pass meant they were kind of inevitably going to say something on the second pass. Yeah. Because, like, that's just the way the American system works, is, like, not saying anything is actually confirming that you're okay with it. Like, as soon as you say something, that kind of implies that you, there's things to look at. What, a little bit like defensive IP kind of thing. Yeah. Like, if you don't defend it, you're okay with it. Yeah. That is how the American system works, apparently. In fact, even, even when the FTC does say something about it, they still don't necessarily have to do anything. They can just say something, wait for the time to expire, and then it just goes through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they literally just have a countdown clock, essentially, where it's like, if nothing actually happens before this countdown clock expires, then it's implicitly okay. Okay, they can, yeah, okay. So they were, they may, they're likely to raise a concern, but if that concern isn't fully challenged or fully addressed, then, or whatever the terminology is, isn't fully realized i guess mm, yeah. as a concern then then it just goes away yes i mean but i i guess it's, it's just like some weird mechanics of the of the bureaucratic system where they're just like in order to reduce the amount of work we have to do we just assume that it's going to be okay if we don't do anything mm. <laughs> if we don't bother to do anything about it then it's fine mm. It's hard to know at this point, other than the Brazilian verdict, which I don't know if we covered on the podcast before, where the Brazilians were basically like, yep, this is all good. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I I don't think any other body has particularly come out and said where they stand on it yet. Um, uh, So it's likely there's going to be a few, quote-unquote, I guess, concerns raised by other parties globally. But I don't know, man. They're leaving it a bit late, aren't they? (laughs) Well, I mean, apparently not really. <laughs> Whatever this time limit is, they've still got time. I mean, everyone, the, everyone the, deal, the deal is expected to start going through. Is it like May-ish? Yeah, I mean, everyone knew it was like a, whatever, eight-month time limit. I mean, this whole acquisition has been like over a year. You know, the time frame for the acquisition has been, was over a year. Was it? I don't yeah. remember when it started very long. <laughs> Ages ago. Ages ago, man. It's happening. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think any... I don't, I don't see any of Sony's arguments against it. Like it Because Sony's arguments are entirely based on Call of Duty and it being a, a competition problem. Like, it's bad for gamers, it's bad for the industry. But which is And we've talked about this before. Nonsense. The Switch doesn't have Call of Duty anymore. Nintendo don't have Call of Duty, and they're doing just fine. Mm. Like... Yeah, it's not it's not a competitive problem. That's Microsoft true. have tried to, admittedly, the two Microsoft and Sony. I don't think have gone about defending the situation particularly well from either perspective. Like, so my recent, I guess the the two recent points on that were Microsoft basically said, uh, but we don't have as good first party exclusives as Sony does. Like, kind of throwing their own teams a little bit under, under the, the bus, bus there, yeah. being like, you guys, you guys aren't as good as Sony, and it's like. Arguably true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially mm-hmm. in recent years, Microsoft haven't had the strongest first-party lineup, and no. especially you know in the wake of God of War, Ragnarok, and games like that coming yeah. out, and Sony continuing to be very strong on that front, and the Halo situation, yeah. and the Halo situation. Yeah. Um, shout out to Forza Horizon holding the fort a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's still, you probably shouldn't say that about your own studios. Um, 
and then uh, the, the slightly funny, more funny, I suppose, was Sony this week say, trying to say that, uh, basically saying that there isn't anything else like Call of Duty. And to put that, what they mean by that is that there isn't anything like Call of Duty's selling power in that space. Uh, so they, the direct comparison they drew was like, just take a look at Battlefield, man. That only sold, that only sold like 80 million. That's not 400 million. I mean, mm. come on. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's a bit, a bit of shade there thrown at EA a little bit. 80 million is still quite a lot, right? Especially for that shit ass game. <laughs> <laughs> Although supposedly the sentiment on Battlefield, the last Battlefield, is that hey, the recent patch is making it somewhat back to what it should have been. You know, the sort of the classic EA play, I guess. It's like it's it's now probably what it should have been at launch. Battlefield might be all right now. Well, you know, Sony could just make a Killzone game again. <laughs> Those were never like Call of Duty. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, Sony's argument is that, that that Call of Duty is so entrenched now and so well known and so nothing that the other other entries in similar French, in a, you know, in the similar space, the military shooter space, just don't get a look in. To which I say bollocks. Like eighty million yeah. from Battlefield is still a lot of a lot of copies. And it's, it's always like, yeah, been it's like not, this. It's not four hundred, but it, well, well, that's also Sony's argument. Like it, like it's been like this for over a decade with yeah. Call of Duty, and it's like it's not going to change. And Sony's argument is that's not going to change. That's not going to change, mm. which may be true. People only there are a sub. There is a subset of gamers that that only know COD and don't know a great deal else. Um, in the same way that there's a subset of gamers that only know FIFA and don't know a lot else. It's um, be people who only play Counter-Strike and that was it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're going to get pockets of people like that. It's just that COD's one of the biggest. Um, well, the biggest, probably. Yeah. But I don't know what leg they've got to stand on. I mean, yeah, Microsoft have only said, have only said, and there is an agreement in place that COD isn't going to go xbox exclusive uh, unlike other stuff in the other acquisitions they've made like was it starfield is xbox exclusive now mm-hmm. um uh you know they've definitely pulled the exclusivity trick on other things but they've they've outright said look cod isn't going isn't going to do that and they've at a, they've contractually agreed to three years from mm. the acquisition i think um that that's going to be true i don't know i don't i I don't. I did. I don't see the argument. I think. I think Sony, you're doing all right, honestly, with or without COD, you're doing all right. Yeah, I guess they've just got to try, I suppose, haven't they? Um, yeah. I don't know, but anyway, it probably will amount to nothing. Uh, as in, it's going to be. It'll go through. It's still costing Microsoft sixty nine billion. Think of that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Make a Killzone game for sixty nine billion and see what comes out. <laughs> That'd be the best damn game. Like, oh, well, would it? If you spent sixty nine billion on a game, well, let's wait until Star Citizen comes out, and then we might know. <laughs> <laughs> let's wait until Star Citizen comes out. Let's wait until the end of time. Yep, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's kind of all that's going on in news, really. Mm, like, yep. it's just these little murmurings here and there. Other than, uh, I mean, Zach. Are you going to play Pokemon Scarlet or Violet? No, they still they didn't get me this time. Still, really? No. What was the last one you played again? Uh, uh, X and Y. X and Y. 
Oh, right. So none of the Switch ones. No. Well, I mean, not, there's only been two. Sword Shield. <laughs> I mean, yeah. three technically, if you include. Oh, let's go. Or let's go. Well, yeah. that wasn't really a Switch game, though. It was okay. a remake. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it was a remake of a game. Would Arceus get you? Yeah. As, as, I mean, as, that was the one that was more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think it actually is that interesting from what I like. I think I prefer the the actual like mechanics of Pokemon. The trouble is that they never change it. Like right. <laughs> Arceus was more like a different type of game. Does it change? Yes, but it's not a well, I guess it does change the mechanics of the battles a bit, but like it's not focused on that. Mm. And that's like that's what I want is like actual different mechanics to the actual battles. You know, they keep trying to do, but they keep doing it in the dumbest way possible, which is to <laughs> add a new mechanic. And then remove all the old mechanics. <laughs> crystal, whatever the crystal mechanic is now. <laughs> Apparently people like the crystal mechanic. Well, I mean, as much as they liked any of the other ones, probably. Because it seems like... Okay. This could be me getting it wrong, but sentiment that I've seen to have gathered about the new Pokemon is that the actual game side of it is actually all right. Like it's it's pretty well designed this time round. Well, it's because they they've tried to actually this time for real make a more open world Pokemon game where it's mm. like the leveling is not like you know a direct as you progress through the world the level of the enemies goes up kind of thing. It's more like you know scales, scales or whatever. Scaling. Well, I, I I'm still on the fence about those sorts of systems, really, because like they, they they sort of make the game a bit boring at times for me. Because it means that you know I can't walk into an area and go, "Oh boy, I shouldn't be here." Um, mm, yeah, maybe, but like the trouble with Pokemon is that just the it's like leveling is inherent in the mechanics of how Pokemon work. Like that's the whole thing about evolution, and I like even in the old ancient games of the of like the Game Boy era, it was always weird when you'd when you were forced to like capture an evolved Pokemon. It's just like mm. you don't want that. You want the unevolved one. You want to train it up, and then it evolves, and then it's better, right? As well. <laughs> well, also yes, stat wise, technically. Just capturing an evolved Pokemon makes it inherently worse. Mm. But just like that's sort of why having scaling it seems weird in Pokemon because it's like, what are you going to start people like fighting a level fifty Caterpie or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be strange. Maybe, do, they, do you think they could have solved that with some sort of like mechanic where you don't have to engage in like so the leveling is still like static, kind of like it was in the original game. So like there were like this area is just filled with like. Caterpies, as you say, and Pidgeys and the low-level stuff. Um, but you could choose not to engage with those because they're scared of you, like one of those ones, like where it's like, you're you're now high level, you can just walk through these guys and they're like, ah, don't fight me, bro. Yeah, but then um, that means if you've over-leveled in another area, then you have these bits of content that you're not actually playing any longer. You're just like walking through it. No, but you could choose to play it if you had a low-level team, right? It sure, be but then your, that's this weird... If you like, want to train up your team. Then that's this it? weird, like, you're forcing yourself to do this thing. Like, that, I mean, that's... There's lots of lots of things in Pokemon that are, that people will do to make the game harder or like play differently. Sure. But it's all like that's all on the player, not on like the actual game. But maybe you might need to, like, if you actually captured something at level one, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I but need that's, to, that's, need that's to not how those, those working those mechanics work in Pokemon either. Not since you know, like XP share and everything. Hmm. You just slap an XP share on it, and then it just instantly levels to like twenty on the first battle, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then you're pretty much good. Right? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's 
that sort of stuff needs to change. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how any of that actually maybe, works in these newer games. Maybe you need to make that more interesting somehow. So there's a reason to go back to those. Anywho, all of that is overshadowed by the fact this game is a broken buggy mess. Yeah. Like, I... Just check out that digital foundry, man. Like, it is... I thought Bayonetta was, had, had problems. Good God, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I don't know the half of it. This thing is a, this thing is appalling. Well, I haven't seen that. Like, yeah. There's... What is the most... What's the bad stuff? Okay, so other than the obvious, which is frame rate, like, right, it sucks. Yeah. But, like... The biggest problem Pokemon has is you put it next to Arceus, something they already put out, and yeah. Arceus seemed to get this mostly right. Like, not that was the best looking game, like a better. better no, the it's, it, it's still not. Like, uh, and this is this is Digital Foundry's argument that um, like Arceus is better than Pokemon Scarlet, but even Arceus wasn't on the level of a Breath of the Wild. No, right, no, where, um, not and, that you'd expect. I mean. Okay, arguably they've got enough money to to make it as good as as something like that, but that is like the tip top end. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so but people like, compare it to like Xenoblade Chronicles and stuff. Xenoblade, like that. Xenoblade's a good looking game yeah. for the Switch. Like honestly, yeah, it, sure, it has its own slight performance problems and low resolution. It's yeah. the Switch after all, but uh, they're not bad looking games. No, like, like three and two. Um, of the Xenoblade Chronicles, like Scarlet and Violet is a huge step down from Arceus, which right, is like, yeah. like it's not even a t- small step down; it's a huge step down. Like texture quality is awful, uh, like you know, to the point where you're seeing like old-fashioned repeating textures on rock walls and things like that. Yeah, um, polygons glitch and twitch in the distance, so like the landscape doesn't even look stable half the time. Things right. pop, things disappear, and that's before we even get to the, the object pop-in which is one of the weirdest implementations I think I've ever seen. Like, you'll be walking up to something, it'll appear, you'll get your pop in, and then it'll phase out again, and then it'll appear. And it'll oh, weird. And, and things are doing a weird pop-in-and-out dance as you approach them. It's really weird. Mm. And on top of that, it has my personal bugbear of Switch implementations, and possibly the worst implementation of it I've ever seen, which is the low frame rate thing. So objects will lower their animation frame uh, rate really close to the camera. Right. Like really close. The most egregious one is like, like Digital Foundry has like a, they have like a windmill that they, they, they focus on. Because mm. it's, like, it's in the distance. You can see it from a long way away. And that thing like reduces it, will reduce its frame rate to like two frames per second compared to the rest of the game, which is running at, I say running, targets 30. Mm. Um which it doesn't even do half the time. Like the game is routinely under thirty, and at, at places is is struggling at twenty, and it's yeah, it's clearly not that you can't make an open world game on the Switch. We've proven that day one. Yeah, right? when the Switch first bloody came out, games are doing it the best that the Switch has seen. It's that something I don't know. Game Freak just haven't got whatever their whatever tech they're using, whatever their own engine is up to. Really not good. Mm. Well, and they've never spent more than like a year working on it. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. This, I mean, uh, DF actually did a they did a little look at the credit list and be like, who actually worked on this internally? And there's a good amount of shared names between Scarlet and Violet and Arceus. Which and was it the the the, the turnaround time for Scarlet and Violet has been about two or three years, something like that. Yeah. But if the team was split between that and Arceus. 
that's much less than that in real terms. Well, I mean, everyone assumed that Arceus was like a tech demo for the next Pokemon game, sure. essentially. Like, yeah. they were going to use that engine however it came out, but it didn't come out very well. <laughs> I mean, this makes Arceus look great, honestly. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like, when you see how Arceus looked, it looked sparse, but this tries to just look like a regular Pokemon game again. It's like mm. they've tried to put more stuff into it, but it can't handle it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it doesn't even look as dense as Arceus does in places, though. Like, it's just because of the pop-in problems and things like that. It just doesn't... I don't know. I don't know. Underbaked. Underbaked. I mean, it's another argument for, like, hey, it's, the Switch is may, maybe a bit too old now, but I, I can't buy into that because of the day one stuff, right? The Switch had its best year in its first goddamn year. Mm, I've been thinking true. about that quite a bit. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, like how, the, the how first can you... year of the Switch was, was fantastic. And like, Zelda uh, and Mario. Like, Zelda I mean, and you can't beat that. That re release of Fast RMX, which is a gorgeous looking game, really, for the hardware. Like, mm. yeah, different scope, but it's, it's, but it's a fantastic looking thing. And what we're getting out now, <laughs> yeah. the thing, like, is consistently disappointing. Yeah. And yes, before anyone says, I'm well aware that Age of Calamity runs like ass. <laughs> it's it's a key selling point. <laughs> uh, is that part of it? Okay, it's part of the USP. It does kind of help in some cases. <laughs> is that it slows to an absolute crawl. Imagine, what would that look like? What would that be like at 60 frames logged? Oh, I'm sure it'd be beautiful. Maybe. One day, you'll emulate, be emulating it at 60 frames. Or I don't think they're far from that, honestly. I think, like, oh, really? Yuzu actually... Is it Yuzu? One of the emulators could do Age of Calamity pretty well now. Um, although, yeah, shouldn't... Mm, it's dodgy ground because the console's still current. Oh, yeah, for sure. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think... I, Shader, it's a classic problem, right? Uh, emulation, the modern idea of shader compilation and emulation doesn't get on that well. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, the, it, apparently the, the, that's one of the major struggles with running things like Age of Calamity well in see. in emulators is, yeah, shader stuff. In fairness, there's a problem at GameCube level, I learned, and stuff like that. So, like, all the emulators have to try and pre-compile their shaders for the game, and it's uh, they don't always succeed. And if they get it wrong, then you get stutters. Anywho, Pokemon. Buyer beware. It hasn't stopped it from hasn't being the fastest-selling uh, game in Nintendo history, though. Yeesh. How much more than the last one, though? That's the actual question. Yeah, I don't know. I guess now you've got a huge installed base for the Switch, right? Sure. So loads of potential customers for that. Or well, maybe it's just like this one is getting the runoff. I guess it beat Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3, I think, was the last one to do it. Splatoon 3 is a bit more niche, I yeah. guess. But it's but it's huge in Japan. But yeah, I guess ever in the rest of the world, yeah. Pokemon's not, not so gonna, much. Yeah. And this Pokemon game might be benefiting from runoff from the last Pokemon game. All the people who's, who looked at Sword uh, and Shield and were like, this is garbage, I'll wait for the next one. But then this one came out and they're like, well, I guess I have to get this one now. <laughs> I'm starved of Pokemon content, even though this one is also garbage. Well, what about the crowd that looked at Arceus and then thought, <laughs> this they, they go, they're going in the right, going direction, the right direction here. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that was like this year, <laughs> right? 
let's not forget Arceus came out this year. Yeah. Maybe you'll get it on the next one, guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get, maybe I'll get it on the next one. One day. Maybe one the day. Switch 2 will be out by will there then. Be, will there be Arceus 2 or whatever? Like, like probably. I kind of hope they do, actually. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's time to bring back one of the classics, like Colosseum or something. Really? <laughs> well, it'll be, it'll be way easier for them to make. <laughs> Pokemon Stadium. Maybe. No, not Stadium, Colosseum, which was a slightly different game. Mm. or one of the even more weird like Pokemon adventure game things mystery dungeon stuff no not those ones <laughs> well no no what if they did do like a like a triple a AAA grade mystery dungeon yeah but you can't do that well no I mean, I mean they did re- they did that remake of the original mystery dungeon right on the switch but like you'd have to do a lot more to actually make a triple a, a version of that game <laughs> what if they did yeah, but they don't care. Pokemon Dynasty Warriors. That's, that's oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like that probably already exists. Right. We just don't know about it. I think it does. What would you be beating up? Who, okay, who would be the good guys and who would you be beating up or would that like change every level? Like, mm. <laughs> like, like what, would, what would Pikachu be messing up? Or would it just be like Team Rocket dudes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like just a whole, whole whole field of dudes. No, they'd have to have Pokemon, wouldn't they? That would, yeah. Be, you, would it be trained of wheezing with, with their, yeah, coughings? No, I don't think you could. I don't know how you, how, if you could work that into like a logical story of like having, how would you have hundreds of Pokemon fighting each other but then like imply that the trainers are still in control of this somehow I guess because they're hypnotised by Team Rocket or whatever it's like yeah, Pokemon yeah but then what about the good side <laughs> I guess we'll have to look to Power World when that comes out you remember that thing mm. the, po- the, the Korean Pokemon with guns <laughs> that's supposed no. to have armies of Pokemon fighting each other <laughs> oh man I mean they did that they did the the Pokemon Tactics game where it was in in, in like ancient Japan with samurais or whatever, where it's like you have the samurai and their Pokemon and then they fight in a in a tactics esque. Really, I think so. That, I think that was how that worked. That's kind of cool. But it wasn't great. Right. Okay, it's a neat idea though. Well, yes, yeah, so a Pokemon Tactics game has always been a neat idea. Yeah, but like they don't. I don't think they're going to go that far. They're going to keep their, their mystery dungeon segregated into its own thing. Hmm. They're not going to start blending that into the main line, I don't think. <laughs> no, probably not. It's just Detective Pikachu main line. What even was that game? <laughs> <laughs> A fever dream. It was a coffee-fueled bit of genius. That marks the end of the Pokemon section. Apparently. Oops. (laughs) I think it might be time for what you've been playing. Mm, Quite probably. Uh, Robe. Me? Robert Kemp. What have you been playing? Ugh. I need to finish the discussion on Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta. So, yeah, I finished that thing now. I I finished the story, I should say. Mm. And... That sigh is is, is is the best 
probably mm, yeah just mm, just mm. it's not in the good mm. like it's just mm. Mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's really hard to talk about bayonetta 3 like in a, in a way that i that feels coherent I, I did not like that story at all. It's, no. it's it's weird and pointless, and like I sort of alluded to earlier, seems to break its own rules constantly. It, it's it is just the lack of coherence between any anything, anything. It's like don't get me wrong, Bayonetta has not been strong on story, like generally, but mm. one and two do a much better job, much better. There is at least something to follow. I do not understand what happens. Like there are just moments in three where there is, there is a twist, sort of like in, the, in towards the final chapter of the game, and and the overriding thought I had was, wasn't wasn't anything like oh burn you got us there bad guy. The overriding thought was but why though? How does mm. this change anything? I don't understand why you did that. <laughs> like, like none none of its concepts like seem to have any purpose other than let's make some pretty stuff on screen occasionally, make some mad things. And sometimes that is all the justification you need, I guess. But like, it's the fact that they try a little bit to have some semblance of something holding it together. And it just doesn't work. Like Jojo, for some reason I can forgive because at least it has, it has a plot line. It has a purpose. They are off to do a thing and how they then achieve that thing is stupid and wild and weird along the way. But at least there's a through line I can follow. It's not, it's not present in Bayonetta 3. It sucks. Mm. Really sucks. I hate its ending. Aww. Like I'm on that on the board. Like I, I just sort of spoiled it a little bit in like last episode or something. Because like, you predicted some, it. Like. Some of the outcry, yeah, and some of the... Uh, you know, it was it was a story in the news and right, stuff like that. About didn't the ending, like the yeah. ending and things like that. And it's like, yeah, I'm with them. It, it's it's really doesn't it doesn't fit with anything at all. It doesn't make any sense. They could they could have made it work. Like I don't, I'm not necessarily against the idea of making it work, but they would have need to have had a story to lead up to that point, which is just missing. Yeah, know? there is. It doesn't make any sense. And a slight bit of news on this front. Uh, Kamiya, the director of, of Bayonetta 3, is, is, has been quite defensive oh, over, yeah. over the position of the story. Like, almost like, like, oh, you don't like it? Uh, well, suck it up, guys. Uh, this is how it is now. Uh, right. Uh, screw you. This is my vision. Uh, like, he's, he's been a bit of an arse about it, honestly. Like, uh, although he has, it has been confirmed that Bayonetta 4 is in the work. So, fair enough, in a way. Suck it up, guys. Uh, Bayonetta 4 is obviously going to lead on from here. Uh, I'm finding it very hard to get excited about that idea. Like, mm. not, like, like, you know, in a, in a, in a, which is, which is the, almost the most killer thing. Like, it's just so hyped for Bayonetta 3. And, like, just the, the fact that we know, like, immediately after Bayonetta 3 has come out, that there's a Bayonetta 4 in development. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. How, why don't I care? That's a bit of a burn. That, yeah. Like, I didn't expect that they would do that. Like, that, no. Straight into Bayonetta 4. Yeah. Especially thought, where they, especially where Bayonetta 3 ends up. Well, okay. Maybe because where Bayonetta 3 ends up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get spoilery. <laughs> let's get spoilery. They, they, they did a Devil May Cry Ooga. 5 on it. So Devil May Cry 5, spoiler alert, <laughs> ends with... Um, uh, well, I mean, Devil May Cry 4 
let's go back a step, was supposed to be the... Um, uh, it was kind of heralded as like, this is the passing of the torch from Dante to Nero. That didn't really happen in that game. Like, you played the first half as Nero and then the back half as Dante and had... And that game has a whole bunch of problems, but uh, both Devil May Cry 3, 4 and 5 have huge problems with, like, recycled content and environments and all that kind of jazz. It's it's it's, it's rubbish at that stuff. Um, uh, it, but it didn't really happen anyway, the main thing in 4. Like, playing as Dante was some of the best stuff. Um, and then... In Devil May Cry 5, they kind of do that for real. The, the torch is passed, like, uh, between Dan- Dante and Virgil kind of, like, go off somewhere else. And it's supposed to be, like, now Nero is left to to be the, you know, I don't know, the guardian against whatever weird shit happens on Earth. Um, so, you know, they tried to spin it that way. Bayonetta 3 does a similar thing with Viola. Um, huge spoilers. Viola is kind of, is is now considered the next Bayonetta. Uh, so Bayonetta 4 is likely to have a focus on Viola. Okay. Yeah. Fine, but Viola's okay. just not as interesting a character. Like, no. yeah, it's a change in tone, it's, some, it's something different, and I can't really hold that against Viola as a character, but as the lead for Bayonetta 4, not sure I'm interested. No. Um, and I don't like enjoy her fighting mechanics right. as much as I enjoy Bayonetta's, Bayonetta's fighting yeah. mechanics. So that's also a bit of a negative. And, and I had the same problem with Nero in Devil May Cry as well. Like I, I don't enjoy his fighting mechanics as much as I enjoy Dante's. Dante, yeah. Um, so it's hard to get excited about that. Um, I, but here's the weird thing. I might not have... I don't think I enjoyed much of my time on that on this first playthrough of Bayonetta 3. I'm now going... I, <laughs> I didn't think I would, but I'm going back to going the earlier back. levels to find stuff I missed and go back through it. Yeah. And I'm having a better time now. Like, so... Because it, the story is done or I don't care. Yeah, I don't care yeah. about the story now. Now I'm just literally blitzing through the levels. Okay, I'm spending a little bit of time exploring, but not nearly as much as I did the first yeah. time. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going from fight to fight most of the time. Where you get just pure combat. And I'm also better at the combat yeah, than I was when I did it the first time. Yeah. And because I'm better at it, and you know, my rankings and stuff are going up when I'm doing it, and it says, oh, you've updated this. And I'm like, ooh, okay, great. Nice. Um, I'm finding a flow with it now that I didn't in the entirety of my first yeah. playthrough. Yeah. Um, and I'm still... Wi- this is the other weird thing. I'm still gaining weapons. I'm still unlocking demons as I'm finding the stuff to unlock the extra special... You know, the short little extra levels. Yeah. They contain weapons and demons and things. So there's a whole... Bu- and some secret thing that I've only just discovered, like, that that I need to find stuff in the across the entire game that I didn't know was there on right. my first playthrough. I'm still finding things. Hmm. So I'm having a way better time with it now yeah. than I did before. I still have my misgivings with it. I still think it's ugly. I still think the focus on large enemies is a mistake from the uh, perspective and control point of view. You cannot see what is happening half no. the time. And, no, no. and, the, new dither- and the dithering technique they use instead of a proper alpha blend on things consistently is distracting and ugly and horrible and the performance isn't as good all of that is still true and all of that makes it a worse game than the previous two um but i'm having a better time with it now Mm. it's weird 
maybe as if I on my second on this run through when I start getting back to the back half of the game, that will change and I'll start having a worse time with it as I start getting back into the harder fights. But oh, and I'm not playing the goddamn witch trials. I'm not doing those again. My god, most of those suck. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I am turning a corner on it, but like, it requires far too much. I think that requires too much of the player for you to be like, your first playthrough of the game is going to be unenjoyable, but then you will learn to love it on the second playthrough. That's a bit of an ask, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah, That doesn't yeah. make it a good game. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, I can totally see that. So yeah, I'm still very tempted to get the Wii U out of the loft and go back and play Bayonetta 2. <laughs> Hell, I might go play Bayonetta 1 again. I don't know. I've got other, I've got other things I need to play. I need to not, I need to not do that. <laughs> I will probably do that. I need to not do that. Oh, is that why you need to get in the loft? Yeah, well, no, you... that's, that's one that's part okay. that's one of the things I need to go in the loft for, but if I wanted to. Well, the other thing is, is I need to get my... Well, as I... I need to get... Because I'm getting that new Sky Q box, they want the old one back because you never own your box. Ugh. So I need to go in the loft and get the box for it. Like, right, the coffin. Yeah, because yeah, I kept the box. I can put the coffin, yeah. <laughs> they didn't take my old Sky box back. I've still got that. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, anywho, that's, that's Bayonetta 3. Uh, the other thing that I started toying with briefly i must add is forza horizon 5 hot wheels <laughs> there's a story behind this so i got a text one day while i was working from from my brother kippers saying uh hey by the way due to a pricing mishap you can get it for 61p off swedish xbox and i'm like seriously so i have a little look and like yeah fair enough seven seven point five nine kroner uh <laughs> like translates to 61 pence and it, it just totally lets you buy it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh, let's let's do this. Uh, so for a hot few days, I had I, I had Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels perfectly working until Microsoft realized what had happened and, yeah, re- reverted everyone's purchases, which is frustrating. Aww. But, but they did it. It took nice them a try. while. It took them a while. <laughs> okay. Um, Poop. Yeah. But anyway, that that thing seems all right. <laughs> I mean, it, I haven't, I didn't play. I played a bit more of it uh, since since you saw, yeah, saw, saw. The, saw the intro to it, Dan. And then, uh, uh, I mean, it it feels very, I mean, very similar to what they did for the the one in Forza Horizon Three. Um, obviously, with slightly better graphics and a slightly rearranged, not on land thing. It's in the sky now on three different biomes of, and the track runs around it. It's more, it's more fantastical in that respect. Um, uh, and it does mean they, they, they do more with the fact that some of the races actually do go off track and onto mm. the landscape of those biomes, which wasn't really a thing in, in the pre, in the other one. No. Um, and they also, uh, how to describe it. I mean, they don't totally discourage the exploration thing, but it means you like, because there is there's fewer things to find like out, out on on the thing. So if you do go out into the landscape and stuff like that, it's, it's probably a waste of your time. Don't do that until right. you, unless you know there's something there because you drove past it on one of the bits of plastic track and there's it highlighted the thing you need to find underneath it. So yeah, don't go out of your way exploring too much mm. um, on that thing. 
It just seems like a a very incremental improvement. Like I guess all the Horizon games have yeah, been yeah. Uh, over what they did in 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 Hot Wheels the three, um, and it seems okay. It seems seems okay. If you want more driving, there you go. Fill your boots. But I'm not sure how you'd need more driving after like a, a Horizon game. Those things are still massive. Um, still so much stuff I never did on four or finished. Or, or five or three <laughs> any of them I don't think I've ever done anywhere, anything close to finishing any of them it's just too much stuff too much stuff uh, yeah so I toyed with that briefly uh, in the period before we didn't quite know what we were going to video next I played through <laughs> I, I played through Wipeout 2047 and Wipeout XL yeah 2097 and Wipeout XL the American version because I played the UK version, which obviously like is PAL limited, on, and that was the one. I tried to get the PC version working for one thing, which apparently can be done, but I couldn't get it to work. Fair. Um, uh, I ran into problems getting the game to launch. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry, so I was like, oh, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll play the PlayStation versions instead. So I fired up 2097. That game holds up. That, plays, that still plays real good. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, I was, 30 frames. Yeah, so twenty nine seven less so because it's running at twenty five. Right. And yeah, obviously yeah. you on an emulation you run into like synchronization issues course, between yeah. that and your monitor and it, it looks worse than I remember it in course, terms yeah. of in terms of its pacing. So I switched to Wipeout XL. Yeah. And uh uh and yeah, the game the game noticeably runs better, um, because of the frame rate difference. And uh yeah, like I that I, I couldn't help myself. I ended up playing through like all of its progression. Great, <laughs> twice. Nice. <laughs> I, c- I couldn't help myself. Um, it's real quick. You know, it doesn't take you long to do that. Honestly, mm. um, uh, it's quite easy actually, as it turns out. I don't remember it being that easy back when we were dumb kids. <laughs> and uh, uh, and you know, we we played the demo off that PC gamer disc. Yeah. Um, Classic PC gamer, CD gamer. Yeah. One thing I was a little disappointed with because what I remember from that demo of it on the PC where it had like graphics options, and one of the one one of the best options it had was to make the trails behind the mm. craft insanely long. long, right? So you could drive around like just see this blue trail, like, and then, but that was only in the demo. On the on the on oh, the full, on the full thing, those trail that option isn't there. Oh, that's um, a shame. So you can't 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 do that, uh, which is a bit frustrating. Uh, uh, also, shout out to Duck Station. So Duck Station is a PlayStation 1 emulator. Pretty re- recently uh, came on the scene. Um, very very good quality emulator. Very good quality. Ran ran like a dream. Adds some like nice features where you you know you can do the classic stuff like upresing and stuff like that. But also does some perspective correction on the polygons to remove like some of the texture warping and, and helps with some of the vertex positioning a little. Um, so it cleans up the look of it quite nicely whilst still feeling a bit like a PlayStation game. It's still got a little bit of that PlayStation jank in there, but it cleaned up quite mm. nicely. Um, so yeah, shout out to Duck Station. That's a, that's a good-ass emulator. Um, what else did I do? Uh, Gnome and I briefly went back to Immortality, which we've left alone for a while since that first experience. I still don't know what the bloody hell's going on in that thing. <laughs> I still don't know. We've kind of figured out a, a thread of like how what one of the I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call her a trick character 
Uh, we've sort of figured out what her deal might be. Maybe. Or she kind of just tells you, because how else is that game going to gonna explain things when you're just watching videos? But um, yeah, I still don't really... It's hard to know what to get, if that makes sense. What to... what what I, I don't get it, but I don't know what I'm supposed to get either. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think... Uh, yeah. So I, don't, I still don't think we've necessarily done enough digging to really understand immortality and why it is quite so uh, award-laden or, like, nominated. Right. Why, yeah, why is it so acclaimed? Or... Yeah, don't, don't fully get it as yet. Uh, what else is going on? We played a bit more Derg. You Derg in Some. Yeah, only a little bit. We, pl- we played a bit more Derg. Uh and I'm having a real bad spell on Rocket League, which is a problem because it's got less less than two weeks left on the clock for the season, and I'm miles away from the level target. Somehow I had already, I like, I thought I was behind, but I wasn't. It's just like I must have played it more than I thought before these last like the last month, I guess, because I haven't really played much in the last two weeks or the two weeks before that. Even, but I was I'm, already good. <laughs> I'm on a horrendous losing streak with that thing at the moment, so it's not really helping. Uh. Yeah, not really helping my XP game <laughs> at all. Does it matter that much? Like, I mean, yeah, because you're not getting. I'm not like I'm losing enough that I don't get the daily wins. Like, oh right, like, yeah, I guess that is the one thing that does require you to actually win. Yeah, <laughs> but can you get those? You can get those anywhere, right? So you could just like. Oh yeah, you know, do it uh, in a completely I, different I, mode. Exactly. Yeah, but it's 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 more of a struggle than it should be at the moment, and. uh I don't know what I've done. I don't know what who who which what deity I've managed to irritate. But I see, uh, like, I'm not on a lemon run particularly. That's not that doesn't seem to be the problem. I might be the lemon, right? But uh, like, toxic toxicity toxicity has increased significantly <laughs> in my in my in the last few weeks of me playing it. The uh, people I'm coming across are uh, not friendly. Well, I'm I'm still. Whenever I report someone, then, then it comes, it pops up the next time and says your report was active. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, at least this is sort of still working, I guess. As Not somewhere. As, as far as the reporting system is telling me. Anyway. Yeah. 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 That, that, I don't do that very often, but that, there's definitely been a couple of occasions in the last few weeks where I've had to. I've... Things were said. I mean, clearly the people ref- shouldn't say in polite conversation, <laughs> yes. but not even polite conversation. Or impolite conversation. You shouldn't say those things. And I've had to raise those. But clearly the reporting system basically only works for that. You're never going to get any reports acted on for people oh, just playing being an ass. like yeah, deliberately bad you know, deliberately intentionally ruining the game yeah, gameplay yeah. wise. Yeah, those it's are, only word filter that it's going to actually detect. Because those are super easy to uh police. Yeah. Like, exactly. like what like match throwing, like someone's gonna actually have to watch the match, right? Um, well, I don't know. I feel like at this point you could easily train an AI to detect that. Maybe. <laughs> to see that someone is how, just how like deliberately said, shooting the ball towards your own goal or yeah. just staying still a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, sure. Idling must be easy to detect. But... Anyway, yeah, Rocket League. It's not, it's not been the funnest of times for Rocket League at the moment. I still, I still haven't turned off chat like I keep threatening to yeah, do. I I've, I've always been on the verge of just turning it off. And then, like, and then I have a really good 
I come across a really nice player who's like saying positive things, and we actually have like I, I don't really. Engage I don't think I've ever seen anyone type a positive thing. No, I, I have. I have. It, it does happen. Like every now and then, like there'll be someone who's been like. Who will get into like a like a conversation with a few lols in it, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm wading into this one. This is great." And uh, not very often, but it has happened, and it's happened within the same time frame that I've had all this toxic stuff. Like once, okay, actually once, but like, yeah, it's it it exists, uh, and that that sort of pulls me back in and be like, "Oh, maybe I don't want to miss those moments." But but is it worth it at all? Is I mean, it worth like, it? Yeah. like I am. Um, at a certain point, I also just considered literally turning everything off, like even the quick chats. I think I can get away with playing without any of the chat interaction at uh, all, because just that's just how I play anyway. Like, unless the well, unless like, can you set it so the quick chat's not on apart from like perhaps the team tagged ones, the ones that are actually like, yeah, but that doesn't actually help prevent the toxic use of those. <laughs> Depends what they are. Like, if they're like literally the go for it or. T- like you know, when you, when there's two of you that could potentially take a kick off, and well, I mean that's the only important one. one. Yeah, but everyone everyone knows left hand goes, and then that's all you need to do. As long oh, as the as long <laughs> as the player on the left hand spawn is the one going for the ball, unless someone else calls it, right. which is where the text would be necessary. Right. But you know, double committing to a kick off because the both sides went is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know that. But. Well, it meant, meant more more of a problem in hoops. Well, if you double commit, and yeah, but in wrong. hoops, it's more obvious which is the position that's meant to go for it. Because, I mean, you can still get the two diagonals. Yeah, you can occasionally, but it's much more rare it in that rare. one. Yeah. And obviously, in freeze, when you've got three people, and you, it's a lot more. There's a lot more situations in free where two people are equidistant. And you do get the odd occasion where you know there's the front back spawn in hoops, right? Uh, this is going to make sense to anyone that hasn't played hoops, but uh, there's a there's a like a they're pretty straight on the starting ball, but there's one person in front compared to you, and it's actually uh, the the it's the wrong way round, right? Because like the one the guy at the back is the one that should normally go because they get the extra bit of boost pickup on the way. Mm. Um, it's generally how that works out, but occasionally you get a player at the front that calls it and wants it, and it's like fine, you go. Um, and I, I'm not sure. It's it, that's a bit more of a problem if you double commit to that because then you're both flying straight at the enemy like yes. like hoop and you're miles away. There's no one in defense at all, and it's 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 like you need I don't know maybe there, maybe there's actually a mod for this or something where it's just like it only enables the the chat for like the first five seconds of of, of every kickoff and then kick. just turns it off. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so you can see the important call of who's going for it, and then you don't need anything else apart from that. Or maybe you need a whitelist. Like a whitelist these comments. Yeah, but then you can't because, like, I got it is <laughs> equally as useful for trolling as anything else. I mean, it's not well, well, go it's for not... it. Go for it is particularly bad because you'll get people who are, who are who think that you should be going for balls all the time and oh. will just spam the shit out yeah, of that. And it's true. like that's not. <laughs> I have come across that. That's true. You don't know what I'm looking at from where I am, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm yeah. the one who has to make that decision. Yeah. I'm... Most of the time they say that when I'm bloody miles away. Yeah. And it's like, there's no way I could have reached that. Better to play defensively in this case. Yes. Anywho. Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League. Not, not, my, not my finest period of time in that game. Um, I ordered a new chair. <laughs> okay. Of all things. In Rocket League. Not, that, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not just for Rocket League. Uh, for life. So you're going to have three chairs now. 
Well, one of them's going to go somewhere. Because this one's well, sort of starting well, yeah, to fall that apart. That one was yeah. the one that this one that I'm sitting on was meant to replace. Yeah. You're getting a gamer chair. I'm getting it? a gamer chair. For yes. right. I've, I've invested in a secret lab chair. Secret lab. Because uh, it's supposed to be... It's, but they're supposed to be like one of the best, right? Um, well, this will be interesting for us to actually find out for real if, if, if a gamer chair is, yeah. is actually worth it in any way. Exactly. I, I, I mean... Because I know my chair shit, but I'm like, I... <laughs> Don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm capable of of picking a non shit chair at this point. I don't know what I'm even what I'd even look for. And, no, My no, chair no. is really nice, but it's not a gamer chair. Right? It's yeah. A, it's a. I that was just before the pandemic when it was like, and we got this like uh, working from home budget mm. or whatever, which was insanely generous. And I just went because uh, I don't like those Herman Miller Aeron ones very much. Right. Some people really like them. Yeah. We have those in the office, and I don't really like them. So my one is instead. No, my one is instead a steel case gesture is, mm. is my one. I think, was it Leap? No, I think it's gesture. Anyway, but like, yeah, absolutely brilliant because <laughs> I sit on it all day, every day. So. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I, this, my, pre, my previous, I mean, that one I didn't pay for. The one you're sitting on, Zach, that was, a, that was, that was given to us. Um, and it's lasted. Like, yeah, it's not the most comfortable chair, yeah. but like it's, it's lasted. Um, I mean, I think I prefer it to that one, really. Yeah, I don't know. This is the one I use most of the time, honestly, mm. the one I'm sitting in now. And it, this was pretty cheap, honestly. It was like about 100 I think. Mm. Like, um, And the previous chair I had, which I thought was better, but also fell apart, um, was about the same price point. And it's, I've never been 100% happy with this, but it kind of felt like the best of a bad bunch at that price point, right? Because yeah. I, I sat on a loads. I did the thing where I go to... <laughs> Whatever stores exist for this stuff, which yeah. aren't many, right? So no, I went to Staples, Staples and yeah. like sat on a load, and we're like, these all kind of suck. Yeah, they all and suck. it's impossible to actually tell, yeah. like, what it's really like to sit in a chair when you're in a store. It's just like yeah, every, every yeah, you kind of, sit right. Yeah, you, you sit in an unnatural. Like you're trying to way. buy a bed, which yeah. is like <laughs> yeah. lie down on this bed as if you were sleeping, but that's just like it doesn't. You're in actual clothes. And yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't, yeah. You're never going to actually replicate that feeling. No, yeah, it's, it is weird. It's a little better with chairs than with yeah, sure. yeah. Well, yeah, because I I kind of at one point thought I'd get one of those IKEA gaming chairs because they, but. Because they were the, like, like mesh backed, but with a mm. but with in a, in a in a sort of gaming styley, and then then I actually went and sat on one, and it's like oh no, this feels this feels cheap, mm-hmm. like yeah yeah, and, re- and like remembering like that this that they're about the same price as the chair I'm sitting yeah. in now, that like it flagged in my head that it's like hmm, this probably isn't actually a wise purchase. I'd like hmm, maybe not, maybe not. So I've gone big this time, I guess. I've gone for the like their their Titan twenty twenty two. You've gone big and gone home. Yeah. yeah. I've gone big for home. Yeah. Um, Hype for town. So we'll see. It hasn't arrived yet. It arrives in a week or two. Cool. Um, Is it got like... Don't judge me. I went for a... Pa- I, I, I had a moment where it's just like... There was a version of it that is... Okay, it's 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 imagery from League of Legends. And I'm not a League <laughs> oh, of Legends, Legends okay. guy. But that was like... It's, it's the Yasuo chair, if you want to go look it up, um, who's like their, their sort of samurai-esque character. So it's in the it's in a blue that would suit this room. Okay, okay. And uh, But it has like sort of Japanese clouds on the back and like sort of <laughs> that's that sort cool. of... That's cool. And it's like, I just had a moment where I looked at it and thought, that's rad, I'm having it. <laughs> I'm having it, that's it. Has it got a headrest? Like, it has got a headrest. Well, it's got a, it's got a magnetic pillow. Ah. So the pillow is optional nice. and you can attach nice. it. And, 
because Marvin's got a headrest and that's the one thing that <coughs> I don't actually think it was really necessary. No, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah. I'm, not, I'm not convinced um, I'll use it. Yeah, I don't really use the headrest, but it's just I just went all out. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't regret it necessarily. But like that, I could probably take or leave the headrest. The yeah, rest I mean, of the chair. I hope I don't. Great. I hope I don't regret this. It's, it's yeah. a lot of money. Oh um, no, no. And yeah, it was cheaper because of Black Friday. No, um, it's definitely worth worth investing in. Uh, your yeah, setup. but 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 as I say, it's if one of those things. Secret, it, Secret Lab yeah. don't distribute to places, so you have to buy direct. Mm-hmm. So it's like a like if I don't like it, it's going straight back, right? But yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and at the very least, like even if it doesn't last from a, like they they're, they're supposed to have a really good durability rating on their materials, and it's it's leather esque, like it's vegan leather kind of thing is what it's made of. Like, but even if that doesn't work out, like they Secret Lab now have this thing where you can just buy like you can buy jumpers. Essentially, for your chair, and you put a jumper on your chair, <laughs> and then it's like, well, now that's going to last. Like, if the underside gets skank, <laughs> then I can just put a new jumper on it, and then and it'll yeah, be fine again. That's nice. Oh, yeah. that's cool that they make those. I feel like, like I might not have any choice to buy a new chair shortly because my one, the the piston underneath is maybe <laughs> the piston underneath is starting to go. Like occasionally, I'll just be like very slowly starting to sink down, yeah, and then oh, I'll, I'll the start worst. noticing it and be like. Am I actually moving or not? I can't tell. It's very, <laughs> it goes it's, really slow. It's very, it's very funny when it happens, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it might have been the chair before this one. That might have done that towards the end. Where yeah. It's starting to sink slightly and every now and then I'd go, has that sunk? Has it sunk just a little bit? I'm not sure. And then I'd pull the trigger and go up and say, oh, yeah, totally had. Yeah. The trouble is, I'm not sure. I don't know. If, uh, like, I'm not sure I can take your one because my very the actual problem that I have with the chair and the reason that I got the one that I have is because I have like my d- desk has drawers on each side so I need a thin front for it to be able to fit into the gap right, if yeah, I pull yeah. all the way in uh, yeah. right. and I prefer to have arms that lift up so I can sometimes have arms and sometimes not yeah. which is the other yeah, reason yeah, yeah. I bought my, this my one has the most chair. crazy arms which they go like they go up down and around and you can sort of move the, and you can even twist the yeah uh, there's a bit of that in the, it's like in weird the you can have them chair. up here so you can hold an iPad like this with your oh, eyes so up quite and stuff crazy. like that and then yeah. you can put them back down uh, it's a bit it's a bit nuts but yeah <laughs> it's a bit over the top because they went into like there's all these videos of how they went and did all this design work on them having them at the optimum place for the and it's like i don't really use it for that they're pretty low on the chair you're sat on now zach like but they and they've got that weird sloping down at the end thing so they can sort of the thing is the cheap cheap ones a bit under a desk, they're structural but... aren't they Oh, that no. Yeah, they're a little. Um, no, they might not. be on that one because they might be attached at the back a bit. So yeah, because for a while on the triangle, like, the even yeah, shittier chair I had before the one that I have now, I just they they were kind of like this, but I just li- literally took the arms off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but I, 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 the trouble is that like the way I sit at my desk, like I want the arms down when I'm not doing anything, I guess. <laughs> but when I am doing certain, like, it's mainly. When I'm using a controller, I need the arms like this. I need my my elbows go on the arms when I'm using a controller specifically. Yeah. That's where you need this like crazy one where you can put them in the perfect place for your controller. But then obviously yeah. I can't always have so them I'm there because of my stupid fin. My controller, so the arms are kind yeah, of like, unimportant. So I literally it's... have when I'm playing a game at the PC with um, the controller, so I have a little pillow especially for that purpose. I put <laughs> yeah, on the desk right, yeah. and then I put the 360 controller on the pillow. Uh, that's how I played uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, I think. Um, Although yeah. I think it's possibly arguable that maybe I maybe I shouldn't have the arms like that because I put a lot of pressure on my arms. Yeah, <laughs> it turns out when I'm doing this, sitting here with my controller in the middle, 
yeah, it can of, like well, especially, I can, if I, especially if you're hovering it like, yeah. in, in the air like that like I can start to feel it after a while I'm like maybe I shouldn't sit like this but it's the only position that works <laughs> if you don't have the armrest at all and you've just got your elbows sagged down behind you while feeling, holding control I'm like this feels weird <laughs> this is not enough support not enough maintaining the posture of my actual controller position. Do you reckon, like, the health and safety people for, like, video games journalists look at this stuff? And Probably. is there a science behind, like, how you're supposed to sit with a controller? Yeah. For... I'm sure there is. Some, some corporate person must have stepped in at some point to sort that out. Well, or an esports team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would definitely know. Yep, they would. <laughs> Maybe we should watch some esports and find out. See what they're doing. Yeah. See what ridiculous chairs they have that cost like a thousand quid or something. Oh, probably. Probably. I didn't go that big. <laughs> you could. Yeah. There, there yeah, are like real could, leather chairs yeah. you can get from Secret Lab that are like approaching that range. I think my one is full on dead cows. Um, <laughs> and I've got a, like a, a, a thing on the desk as well, like a leather, like a desk. Oh, um, a sort of underpad thing. Underpad thing, yeah. So not gonna have any vegan girlfriends i'll be saying oh yeah it's flatter <laughs> <laughs> yeah just hide the what's it got one of those like that, that one, yeah yeah the real leather sort of mark yeah yeah, yeah whatever it is the one that looks like i don't even know how to describe it, it looks a bit like a jumper with like six holes doesn't it but <laughs> i think it's the shape of an actual hide yeah right? yeah yeah anyway that's 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 my that's, that's my game, two weeks gaming chairs action as well <laughs> segueing into what have you been playing zach well, I've played quite a lot more, Derek. <laughs> Mostly by myself, occasionally with other people, and occasionally with random people mm. on the internet. How did that go? That's oh, fine. All right. Well, the trouble, the, the trouble that I always have with that, with going into a random game in that game, is just like it's like inherently forcing you to play quickly because that's just what happens with random people on the internet mm. it's like that one time where i play where i joined a random left for dead 2 server and it happened to be people who are basically speed running it and i was just like well i guess i'll follow along <laughs> it's like, but not it's not intentionally speed running it doing it's just like it inherently just becomes that mainly because there's no i mean there is opportunity for communication but like you most people don't there isn't like a um a emote wheel like some games have I no guess. there's just one button yeah, point at thing <laughs> well no I meant point, the other one point, point at thing or say hello you know or come here right isn't it is what it's implying no I meant the other one. Oh, the rock and stone button <laughs> yeah it's the one button that everyone uses continuously well it, yeah but that doesn't really convey any information well it kind of does like I couldn't even be bothered. Like uh, most of the time, the one bit of communication you'll get is like people asking whether you're ready to push a button, if it's oh, like okay. or trigger a boss or whatever. Mm. But like, I couldn't even be bothered to type back on that. I'm just like, oh, I just hit the rock and stone button, and people will understand stone. what that means. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. If you're stood right there and you want to, con- you want to affirm. Yeah, exactly. Rock and stone. Yeah, that's what it's, you say. It's, it's the cheer button. Like, and you, you you sort of raise your pickaxe up and go, Rock and stone! My business is with Isengard tonight. <laughs> with a rock and stone. <laughs> rock and stone! Rock and stone! But yeah, but it, like, just that environment inherently makes you play faster. And also, there's a sort of a, a like, inherent pressure to do what you're meant to be doing as, sure. like as swiftly as possible and also obviously know your role <laughs> the classic mm. multiplayer role, game yeah, problem yeah. if you're if you're 
playing scout, you better be firing off flares and grappling up to the high up minerals. And if you're playing driller, you better be looking for opportunities to dig tunnels to go places. Which is actually probably the hardest one. Yeah. To know when you're meant to drill at all. It's just like... To what players want you to drill. Yeah, to what people want you to do. Like, what? when is it better to drill or better to zip line if there's a gunner? Sure. Should you be waiting for them to do that or should you just take the initiative and just drill a passage yourself? Or is it, or is your job as a driller always to just save your drill fuel to just drill directly to the escape pod at the end? <laughs> right. Some people would like you to do that. Hmm. I don't like that tactic much, though. I mean, it, the time period to get to the escape pod is rarely an issue. Yeah. I mean, it, it occasionally happens, but yeah. it's not hugely problematic. And also, I just feel like that's just asking to be a death trap. Like when you're drilling, a, if you're drilling a passage and you haven't broken through, and the enemy's coming up behind you, you better hope the other teammates behind you are going to be able to hold that. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you're all going to be dead. <laughs> but yeah, like those, and also the other sort of problem with that's just inherent to Dirk's multiplayer is there's no consistency to like no one's ever going to stick around for another mission <laughs> after one mission everyone right. just leaves they don't they don't party up no does it even have that system or like if he's just stayed well, you in just the lobby stay, you just yes. go in the lobby okay you just end up in the space rig i mean there was one of the games last night everyone hang sort of hung out in the space rig for a while but no no subsequent mission was forthcoming and then everyone just left at a certain point i see yeah. it's like what are we doing here i guess we're just looking at our own individual menus rather than leaving the team and then going and do that by ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. no no one actually started an assignment or no sorry start picked a mission well i mean i assume well yeah the host has to do it don't they because they, they're the only one who can oh i see start and start another mission and also the other inherent problem that is a problem with how DRG works in general is that like assignment missions very rarely align. So if you're join sure. if you're joining a game which is your assignment mission to do that mission, then there's basically zero chance that they're ever going to create the next mission that is also your next assignment mission. Sure. So you're better off just leaving and then joining another random server. Which is probably why everyone does it. Yes. Which is probably mainly why everyone does it. Fair enough. But yeah. But, but so it's okay doing randos then. Well, yeah, it seems like it as long as you're prepared. So is that something we should do, like, like going as a twosome? And I like... mean, we could. Well, like, hmm. Actually, I don't Does know. it allow that? Yeah, I don't know how it how it manages that. I mean, you could probably just join quickly because yeah. it's, it's you know you can easily find on the server list anyone that's just someone by themselves and has still has free slots free and then just join quickly enough to get two of you in there. Hmm. <laughs> but they then. Then there's also the other, the other risk of this. Uh, I, I mean, I've been using purely the server list, but like you could just hit the join button, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Go full random. Yeah, it's like I'll look at the server list, and I kind of wish, and maybe this is like a, this would be a bad idea, but I do kind of wish it would give you more information in the server list because like people will name their. It's kind of annoyingly hidden in like the menu somewhere that you can name your server. So if you host, it will have normally it just has your like Steam name or whatever. Hmm. But you can in the menu somewhere there's like an actual text box where you can type in what you want your server to be named and people will use that occasionally to communicate some information about it. Although it's mostly like you better be fucking promoted or I'll kick you. <laughs> <laughs> which is you know that's kind of standard and it makes sense it's a bit hard well not always you only gain a perk right 
Yeah, but it's it's not about how good you are. It's about your experience levels. It's about how much you how good you might be. But then that's the that's kind of what I want from the server list. Is like it doesn't tell you anyone's ranks in any in the server list at all, which I feel like that would help. Like if you then you might not even have to name your things where it's like promoted dwarves only because you can, then you can see what rank the person in the server already was mm. and imply from that. I mean, in some cases, also, I don't know if they should maybe allow you to like limit joins in that way because it would save people a lot of trouble mm. <laughs> to just be able to not have to kick people out if you don't, if you think they're too low rank. And in a situation where it's like, if you're playing Hazard 5 and some entirely new player joins. Oh yeah, that's a mistake. I mean that's yeah okay. Like you'd want, but then, to, but then they would just die, and you'd play as three. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. You can't. They like, just die, and then but that them existing at all makes the game harder. Mm. <laughs> that's the problem with the level scaling. <laughs> you don't want someone who's not going to contribute enough to counteract the fact that the, that them existing has caused the difficulty to go up. Mm. And then speaking of difficulty, I played some missions on Hazard 5 for the first, well, for the second time ever because I did it once and died immediately and I was like, I'm not ready for this. But that was such a long time ago. I kind of hadn't played it since then. And I, when then I went in, I'm like, this isn't actually that bad. <laughs> Except I was playing like the easiest possible missions on Hazard 5. Right. Like I was only doing egg hunts where you can control the spawn rate but by only pulling the eggs when you're ready. Although, obviously, at Hazard 5, there is basically constant spawns anyway. Right. So you do have... You do, you're not just waiting for the waves. There's, there's some ambient going on anyway. Yes, more than... Just not swarms. Well, the thing is, like by the time you're getting to the Hazard 5 levels of, of ambient spawns, it's like it's sort of like what would spawn in a in a wave, except like one wave of a wave, if that makes sense. You'll get like... 10 to 15 grunts in a Praetorian every time. Right. So that just becomes the ambient background level of continuous enemies coming at you. And then because it's Hazard 5, you have to be a bit more, like, proactive about that. Like, as soon as you hear them spawn, you kind of have to be preparing to fight. You can't just continue miming the vein you're on and hope that they don't arrive at you, because they will, because they're fast. Right. (laughs) Because once you get to Hazard 5, everything is so much quicker. Oh, they're quicker as well. Well, it's it's noticeably different between, like, Hazard 3 and Hazard 4, how much faster the enemies are. I can't say I'd noticed that. (laughs) But then, like, Hazard 5... I guess it's not as noticeable the difference in speed between Hazard 4 and Hazard 5. The thing that is noticeably faster in Hazard 5 is projectile speed. So like all the all the Macterras that shoot and the spitballers and all that stuff, their projectiles are way faster in Hazard 5. Interesting. So you can't just as easily sidestep it. But yeah, it's not it's not so bad, I guess. As bad as I thought it would be, but I'm still on the easy stuff. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to do a point extraction on Hazard 5, the one mission type where the difficulty scales over time. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably going to be real bad. But maybe I can do the elite deep dive, because I guess that, like... I think that maxes out at what is effectively Hazard 5.5 on the third stage of an elite deep dive. <laughs> so maybe I can finally do one of those. And earn another free extra calls per week. <laughs> hey, woohoo. I need some calls, actually. 
I'm Corvus. But that has been the problem with all these new, like the start of the season where they just dump extra new assignments on you. And it's like, well, now I have to not do my weekly core hunt mm. while I'm doing these other assignments. <laughs> and, and the always perennial problem of that where like the goddamn deep dives don't count for anything apart from cores. Like you can't advance your assignments using the deep dives. Sure. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't even count to... Actually, well, I guess in the... XP counts towards the season XP, but you can't complete any of like the sub-missions from the season, like the specific bio... No, I'm pretty sure you can't complete the specific biome task using the deep dive. You might be able to complete the players of specific class ones, right. maybe. Well, presumably only one. Yeah, presumably only one, even though it's technically free missions. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I like... At this point, luckily, I've just I've basically finally caught back up to being fully cleared on assignments. Like I've done all mm. my promotions. I've caught back up with the weekly, so now literally the only thing I have to do is the deep dive, essentially, and the and the season little bits and pieces. But I'm clear on those at the moment as well for another fifteen hours until one spawns. <laughs> and I had a quick look at the unlock tree for season three and was like, how many more of these lift phase missions do I have to do? Because <laughs> as we said last time, so they're kind of not great. And maybe you'll reach the point where you want to avoid them. But the thing is, I want to avoid them so I can get the meteors to spawn, so I can get that yeah. part of the progression done. Yeah, I want I want to do more of those because you don't really gain anything from doing the the actual like foam and vac, right? Well, apart from the extra XP of it being yeah. essentially another primary mission. But that's not. And if you have the, the season hearts. progress where you get the, you'd have to do two <laughs> phase missions to get a script. Oh right. And as I I counted it up, and I I'm like oh, I need to do ten more of those. So I'm get. Oh, no, I think I need to do five more of those. But that's equivalent to ten more lift phase missions. So I'm like I'm going to have to do those to clear out the rest of the script. But then it's just like, but the trouble is that. I'm going to have to go look at the wiki at some point to see what the actual consensus is on how the meteors spawn. Because, like, I did a, I did, I specifically chose to do a refinery mission in the meteor zone because I was like, well, that's a real long mission, so it gives it the maximum possible amount of time for the meteors to spawn, and none of them did. I was like, no, well, that sucks. That's annoying. <laughs> I need to see what the. Cons- I don't think I've done a non-lithophage based, you know, without the modifier anyway in the red zone that hasn't spawned a meteor yet yeah because we got lucky in the video that was we did get lucky in the video yeah convenient for our video purposes but yeah and also like i've had those the mini meteors spawned and i'm like this sucks also apologies <laughs> if you try and watch that deep rock video youtube did some did a nasty on the compression okay it doesn't look great i mean it looks worse than our normal normal rate anyway um I don't know, it's probably fine for most people. I've just got an eye on it, and it's just like, well, that's that's a bit rough. Like they added the mini meteors, which could have like one play card or sometimes two, rather than the main meteors, which typically have three or four. Mm. And I was like, this sucks. But the question is, does it does the probability of those spawning replace the big meteors? Because then it really sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've definitely had the small meteors appear a t- couple of times. But those just don't seem worth it, almost. 
they take they take like five or six pickaxe pickaxe hits to break and they spawn like six or seven of these meteors and you have to break all of them to find the one or two hearts that might be in them yeah i haven't seen one of those yet no no, i mean you i don't think you've played since that match went through right so yeah that's derg derg what board, else have you been My board game delivery got delayed, by the way, so we can't review that. Like, oh, in, oh, your Dirk board game? Yeah, it's probably coming February now. Oh, oh no, yeah. can't play at Crimbo Limbo. No, unfortunately not. Oh, well. Disappointing. Uh, uh, other parts of the world will get it on time. It's just shipping in Europe apparently is, is a nightmare. Um, And then I also played, well, I played quite a lot more of against the storm but like i, I don't know I might, I might take a pause on that soon ish no okay. well I, I i i got to like so if we're talking about comparing it to deep rock galactic's hazard levels because i did i said that before where it's just like the difficulty is kind of optional mm. like you don't have to play it at any difficulty level you can play it at whatever difficulty you want sure so I got to what is, I guess, well, it's the fourth difficulty level, so you might say it's equivalent to the Hazard 4 of Derg, in a kind of a similar, like, this almost feels like the correct level. Like, this is almost the okay. way the game was meant to be. Gotcha. You get that kind of feeling about it. Yeah. Except in this game, it's it's sort of, like, more actually difficult. Like... Because of the previous level I was at, the next level down introduces the last, like the extra mechanic that didn't exist in the first two layers. Right. But and then the fourth one is just like everything gets a bit harder. But at this point, I'm I like I'm not sure it it works with the actual like city building mechanic that well. Once you start getting into the super difficult layers of this, mm. because like. And also, <laughs> the weird thing about this game is, so I, I'm at the fourth difficulty level, which is like, you know, the 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 way it's meant to be played, maybe, I guess. It's sort of implied in the lore, because the difficulty level is called Viceroy, and you are a Viceroy. <laughs> so it's like, this is kind of implied that this, yeah, is, yeah. this is the real difficulty level. Hmm. Real deal. But then there's like, there's actually like 20 more difficulty levels past that, except they're like, 20? they're like incrementally much smaller. So oh, like, like Viceroy plus one. Like, yeah, they're, called, like they're how, called Prestige. Is this a little bit like how Splatoon does its like leveling? Yeah, like, I think for, so. For like um, for the sub run. run, the over level. Yeah. So, but so professional it, plus two. Like. I believe that these these like Prestige difficulty levels they like they add the difficulty but like in much smaller increments. So it's like one specific thing gets more difficult rather than everything getting slightly more difficult at once. Oh, interesting. So like each one of those points is a different one thing that gets a little tiny bit harder or? Yes, but I think they do also stack. So like yeah, yeah, each, sure. each one of them makes one thing more difficult. Yeah, but so, so, plus two, so plus two is two elements yeah. harder. Yeah. That's an interesting way to do it. But the trouble is that, like, I feel like at even twenty, well, yes. <laughs> but I feel like even at the at the point of you know the normal hard difficulty, it's starting to lose. You're starting to get to the point where you're verging on almost having to go towards speedrun techniques that kind ah. of bypass some of the actual game, <laughs> which is kind of like. I mean that's okay, but I don't know if that's what I want from this game exactly. Right? Because you, in, and so a little bit like 
like the parallel I can think of to that is like something like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, where some of the later levels are so impossibly hard unless you've memorized the game. Right, because you're not really doing the communication part. You just, just have just to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because, but like the trouble is that like on the lower difficulties, you don't get to some of the late game content because it's too easy to win. On the higher difficulties, you don't get to some of the late game content because you don't have enough time to get there because you have to win faster. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, you, you kind, there's kind of this whole layer of the late game tech stuff, like the, the like, tavern or whatever, where you're doing serving ale, which is, like, this whole three-step process where it's, like, you have to grow the wheat and then you have to make the barrels and then you have to make the ale and then you have to put it in the tavern. And you, even, and you have to have all four of those buildings to even be able to do that. What about the drinking bit? I, I can help with that. <laughs> yes. I, I can help. Hire me, bro. <laughs> but you, so you have to have this very specific like build to even get to that point. But I feel like in the higher difficulties, you're you're just not going to have enough time to do that. You need to win in a in a faster and different way. And also, it kind of like weirdly bypasses the sort of smoothness of the progression of the difficulty. Because so the idea is that like as you do more stuff and survive for longer, the hostility of the forest increases. And then at certain levels of hostility, it triggers like more harsh negative effects, which are slightly randomized. So you can have a thing where like in the, in the storm, you always get a negative debuff to like how happy people are. And then that, that increments over the years. Yeah, I think over the year. No, no, increments of hostility. So that one is always active from zero hostility, but each level of hostility hostility you have makes that debuff worse. Mm. So as you last longer, that debuff becomes worse, but you're counteracting it by making people happier by your town being better. Right. But then as you go further up hostility, new debuffs get added that can do different things, like kill people if they don't have houses or whatever. Which is one of the easy ones to bypass, but that's just something that can happen. Mm. But because of the way when you increase the actual difficulty of the game, one of the main effects of difficulty is to basically multiply how fast hostility increases. You sort of bypass this smooth progression of adding the individual steps of hostility because you can just like immediately go to hostility free just by doing anything basically you're kind of you're just being dumped all of the debuffs immediately which makes it extremely difficult to survive but it's right. not it's like you're skipping the smoothness of that curve I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're just like boom it's hard now go yeah and then you have to and then that leads to these weird tactics where you have to like manipulate the game in a very sort of gamey kind of way that is sort of counter to the city building way right. and and I don't know. There's a bit in my head that's being like, does this not, like, I'm a little bit surprised this doesn't appeal. Like, because, especially, not especially, it probably wouldn't appeal to me, but like, (laughs) but like to someone like you who's into kind of the efficiency side Mm. of, yeah, uh, of, of, you know, games that force you to improve your efficiency in, in specific ways. Yeah, but it's not, it's not. Well, that's the problem of it bypassing the game mechanics in a way. Right. Like you're it, not, it's, you're not. It's too unnatural. For yeah, you. you're not building a nice city that works well. You're building a weird city that works in a very specific way that that defeats the game. Right. Yeah. 
Or sometimes you're not even building a city at all. I hear this is purely based on forum threads, so who knows how much this is actually true. But like one of the tactics for winning at like Prestige 20 is basically don't build anything. Build a trade post immediately, call the trader immediately, which costs like the Queen's impatience. It like it it's a penalty to do that, to call the trader immediately. Then attack the trader immediately, which gives you another huge penalty to impatience, but you get all this free shit from attacking the trader, and then you use that to rush the glades as quickly as possible and use, the, use that loot you just got to quickly solve the glade events to win before you run out of impatience. Huh. And it's like, that's so much not playing the city building yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well... Maybe it is, but in a in a really roundabout way, in the sense that it's like taking out a massive loan. Yeah, but then, then you're like you're never getting to paying it back, and you're never getting to build a city because you just win you just by won. doing that. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see. You've hit the you've hit the objectives without doing the things you should do to get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's a very gamey way to bypass the mechanics. Gotcha. And yeah. I mean, I I think I'm okay with just like. I'll continue to play it like, you know, legit, I guess, <laughs> until it becomes too hard not to, and then I'll probably just stop. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to deliberately try and get super gamey about it. I can see that, yeah. I, I, I mean, I say I'm surprised, like, at that. I, I mean, I know for a fact I would totally stop at that point once it, once it felt like I was not playing it. I was not playing it, right? Like, right. Uh, that, that, that would definitely not put, not push my button right. But um, I'd miss the, the, the button, you know, and like like <laughs> say the, the giant the giant red button to to launch the garbage rocket. I'd just miss it, and yeah. so you, yeah, uh. <laughs> that's just a stupid joke. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, that's that's understandable. That seems like a sensible place to stop. Yeah, and or you know, they're still working on it, so balance can change significantly. Mm. They've just recently done a patch that introduces some new Glade events and and tried to rework the UI of the woodcutter, which people don't like because it, it makes it very slightly more awkward to do a specific thing of queuing up trees to be cut in a certain way mm. that people liked and is now more difficult to do. <laughs> it's a classic problem of this kind of early access progress where it's like you change something that you think people want and then they don't want it. Or some people want it and some people don't for very specific reasons. Yeah, and then what do you do? And then do you change it back or do you try and improve the thing you just made? Which is more annoying. <laughs> Waste all that work or mm. do even more work? Yeah. <laughs> Tricky. Or do you, can you use what, some of the systems you've built to contort something else in a similar way that makes more sense? Like It was just weird because like the, so the way the woodcutters worked is it had a checkbox it used to have a checkbox that says don't cut into glades, which is important because you don't want to open things up before you're ready. Easy right, don't cut. And then it had a separate checkbox that says only cut trees that I've specifically marked because otherwise they'll just cut anything that's in the vicinity. So if you have both those on, they'll cut anything you marked but also won't cut anything that leads into a glade. So you can mark things that lead into a glade but they won't actually cut it until you turn the other checkbox off. But the way it works now is it's a drop-down list where each of these different states is a is a you know is an option. So you can have don't cut into any glades, 
only cut into clays when I mark them, only cut trees when I've marked them. But then there's one specific combination, which is the one that I talked that I just said, where you have a marked line of trees that lead into a glade, but you don't want them to actually cut it, but you have marked it. And that doesn't exist any longer. They'll just cut that tree now. Mm. There's no option to tell them to do that one specific thing. But there has always been a way to avoid doing that, which is if you hold down control when you're marking trees to be cut, it automatically doesn't select ones on the edge of the glade. So there was always a way to do it. There was always a way to set this up to work like this, except before you could do it without having to think about holding control, basically. So it's this very, very minutely different way this system works now, which is just slightly inconvenient to the way some people played. I mean, that sounds fine. I, I mean, mean, the change sounds fine. Probably. Like, you just... Uh, I don't understand, but the change sounds fine. It's just an adaption thing where it's just like, now you have to remember to hold control when you're marking trees. <laughs> Whereas before you could get away with not doing it and just have the woodcutter set up right. Adaptation. And then, no, no one's going to combat me on that one. Okay, fine. Adaption. Adaption. <laughs> and then... Um, Adaption. Adaptation. Yeah, I don't think there's... Like, that. that's all I did with that, I think. And then the only other thing that I played was much briefer. I The Mindustry finally came back oh, yeah. with another patch after like a year and a half because hmm. they've been working on a really big patch. So last time I played it, they'd introduced the idea that like all the individual maps were on like a planetary map. And then, like, adjacent maps could, like, attack each other. So they'd be, like, you'd, you'd defeat a map by defending the required number of waves, but then that map could potentially get attacked in the future and it would, like, spawn more waves. You'd have to go back and improve its defences or whatever. So it had this whole planet system, and it was always the intention that there were going to be multiple planets. And that's now what this new patch has introduced, is, like, another planet. Hmm. But what they've also done is... It's slightly weird that the well i mean it's a good idea in theory i just don't think i like the way it turned out is that the other this new planet has like basically a completely new tech tree so like all the different buildings all the different resources they're all different and they operate differently and it has like slightly different mechanics like so on the, on the original planet you had like conveyor belts to move your shit around on the new planet you have ducts which you know functionally is basically the same thing except on the ducts are like they're much they're like super fast so you're not really worrying about the travel time and the resources but they can't like split in the same way as conveyors so it's like it slightly alters the logistic puzzle of managing even mm. basic resources mm. so that's that's like I like that part of the idea, but then the other part of this new planet is that it's more, it's trying to lean more towards being an RTS instead of being a tower defense. So it's more about making the unit factories to make units and then like commanding them to move around the map to attack specific enemy bases rather than the wave defense of the old one. And I don't think that works as well. Like I preferred the wave defense idea because there were attack maps in the old version where which is where the unit factories came in in the old version so you would have to but it was like it was attack and defense so you the enemy would be sending waves of units at you so you'd still have to build tower defense stuff but then you were sending your units out to kill their base at the same time rather than in wave defense maps where the enemies just spawn in out of nowhere (laughs) basically gotcha but now it's all about this rts stuff 
which really minimizes the like base building aspect of it, which is what I liked, mm. which is what I would have liked more from this whole new tech tree, where it's like, you know, it's a whole new tech tree to build designs for and all that stuff, except now I'm I'm not really doing that because it's actually much simplified because it's focusing more on the commanding unit stuff. Mm. And, and the maps are all designed to be like, you know, sort of, well, RTS game maps, like a puzzle of RTS rather than just outproducing them or whatever. <laughs> that seems like an odd choice. Yes, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's for like a, for, for a, a game, game that was genre. tower defense. Yeah. Wow, well, yeah. I mean, I always thought it was kind of weird that it had units back in the tower defense days. Yeah. I mean, maybe it makes sense. Maybe it's a differentiator for them if it already had tower defense. There's something just about the. I mean, I guess this is true of Factorio as well, but it's something just about the fact that it's called Mindustry doesn't scream Command and Conquer to me. No. Well, no. And it didn't before, but... And also, I mean, the other problem with it is, like, they're having to work RTS controls into a game that doesn't really have space for RTS controls. Because right. you, you're controlling a unit, usually. So, you like, you fly around, your unit, unit builds the buildings in your vicinity within like the screen's width or whatever. So when you're trying to do RTS controls with that, you don't really have an overview. You have to fly your unit up to the units and then like drag select them and then fly to where you want them to go and then tell them to come to you. Oh, right, because what, your camera is limited? Linked to the unit you're controlling. You can't really do it from a map view or anything. And they've weirdly like worked... That's a bit limiting. Yeah, and they've weirdly worked around that system by apparently the unit you control on this new planet just doesn't get targeted by enemies. Like, so you can fly over the enemy base in order to tell your units to move to the enemy base. Because in the other game, you will just get shot down. Sure. (laughs) I mean, the other planet. Yeah. Because you are a unit. And you can also, like, control any unit by just, like... Oh, control okay. clicking it and just taking control of it interesting so you can be like one of the super units if you want so doesn't make you any good at building so why couldn't they just have but yeah if, you, if you're capable of doing that why can't you just see where the other units are like at RTS yeah I don't know I mean I guess what is the point in having it so you're you're, you're a unit at all if well I mean that's what I'm saying is like it feels like a workaround built on the old system yeah like they couldn't make a completely separate control system to allow you to just zoom out independent of a unit and like just use the mouse to click on the units on the map or whatever. It feels like someone remembered the old battle zone. <laughs> yeah, or that. And liked that as an idea that you had to be a dude and you had to be in the unit and you had to physically point at the things to tell them to do it. Yeah. And yet put it in a game that's top down. Yeah. It's just not very efficient. And also, well, of course, yeah, no. it's, it's never gonna be. But versus being the god kind of persona, yeah, yeah, it's quite strange. So I didn't really play. I didn't play much of the new planet, but I did end up playing some of the old planet again because I was like, I think I prefer this. And then I played some more of that. Sure, fair <laughs> enough. You played Bayonetta one again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I mean, there have been some smaller changes to the older stuff since I last played. Speaking of, here's the classic session of games I haven't played, what I wanted to mention briefly. They finally, after much effort, decided to put blueprints into Satisfactory. 
Oh, interesting. Which, which was always the question of whether they would manage to do that, because obviously, obviously it's a factory building game and Factorio basically screwed up everyone, every developer's lives by making the best blueprint system ever that everyone now has to compare to. <laughs> sure. So it was always the question of whether they'd do it in Satisfactory, and they've done it in a slightly weird way where it ba- you basically have this giant cube frame that's a specific building that you build. It's like a cubic frame, and then you build stuff inside that cube volume, and then that becomes a blueprint. Like, you actually have to physically build, like, a copy of what you want, it, want, to, want the blueprint to be inside this cube, and that's the exact, like limit of how big a blueprint can be so it's not like you're like drag selecting a bunch of stuff in your factory and be like that's a blueprint it's like you have to very specifically build this sort of micro blueprint and then like save it and then copy it out into the world and they've done it as a very it's well it feels like it's quite a small volume like it's not you're not going to be able to do much with it and the way the developers talked about it is like they they want it to be like that intentionally because I think they specifically said like they didn't see blueprints as being a quality of life thing for Satisfactory specifically. They saw it as being like an actual modifier to the gameplay because they wanted the whole point of the game to be like you personally built everything. Right. Like they wanted to maintain this feeling of you building the whole factory. Gotcha rather than just getting a blueprint and just stamping it down all over the place. Yeah. So they didn't see it as just, they didn't see it as being a necessity of, of quality of life. They saw it as being like an, almost a detriment to what they wanted the game to feel like. Which is Sure. Yeah. Which is fine, except, God damn it, you have to build so much stuff in Satisfactory. Yeah. Like the scale that you have to copy and paste stuff to is already ridiculous. So, you know, people want blueprints. <laughs> So now we've got this weird like mid step, which I don't. I mean, I haven't actually tried it yet, but it seems like it's probably going to help quite a lot mm. if you set up the blueprints right, I suppose. Yeah, and I don't know how it deals with like the edges of blueprints because, like, if you wanted to build a conveyor line that then splits off into a bunch of factories. That's one of the most annoying things to have to do a ton of in Satisfactory because you're like, here's the starting point of the belt. Click it into the splitter. Click it out of the splitter onto the factory. Click it from the splitter onto the next splitter. Click it into the next factory. And then you just do that all the way down this line of like goddamn 20 or 50 factories. (laughs) And it's the most annoying thing. But then like, if you're trying to build that inside this square volume and you can fit maybe like four factories in there, that's fine. It's over you a lot of clicks. But then how do you link that blueprint onto the next one is that still going to require another click or can you like extrapolate the belt or whatever it's kind of like because that's that's a satisfactory specific problem because like in a tile based game like factorio you know you just have the two tiles next to each other and so they automatically link even if that's cut by a blueprint whereas in satisfactory because it's node based essentially you can't have a blueprint cut through a node and have it know that it's meant to link those two adjacent nodes because it doesn't it doesn't know how to do that automatically essentially you'd have to click it so i assume that's still going to be a thing you have to design a blueprint where you're like it'll only take me one click to link this whole thing up instead of 16 or (laughs) maybe but yeah they have finally made blueprints (laughs) as they should yeah fair enough i guess 
Oh, and also speaking of other games that I have played that I wanted to mention briefly, I was looking at Dyson Sphere program again because they haven't really been doing much updates lately. They're working towards putting in the combat, which is going to be very weird. Like the the idea that there can be some kind of you know antagonist in that game at all is weird. Sort of in the same way as Factorio, but in Factorio it was it was always like that rather than being added later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but so they're they're working on their big patch to do that. But I was randomly on my YouTube. I saw a video where apparently someone has basically made a mod that makes it multiplayer. <laughs> oh. Like, they've somehow managed to make a fully working multiplayer mode as a mod. Well, competitive? Or no, just like, like okay. to, to allow multiple people to exist in the world, which is weird because, as far as I know, the developers have sort of said they're never intending to add multiplayer to that game. But someone's going ahead and doing it. But someone's just managed to mod it to yeah. just just to have it work. No, and appara- apparently, it works really well as well. It's like interesting because you know the problem with factory games like that is, is always synchronization. Like sure. as soon as anything goes out of sync, it's an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently, this multiplayer mod just works. So I might have to try that at someone if I, at some point if I can convince someone to attempt that with me. Sure. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. See, see how that goes. See if that. See how long it takes the modder to fix that to be compatible with the combat patch when that happens, <laughs> <laughs> or how long it takes for him to just get hired. Well, maybe if, he's, if it's that. Do good. you think? Yeah, I mean sometimes. Sometimes, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I mean, yeah. In Factorio, that's happened several times. Yeah, slightly different for you know the Chinese company that is licensed for program. I guess. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. The Great Firewall. Yeah, you're not going to just be able to move there to work on an indie game out of the blue as much as you could to Prague in like in Factorio. Where are they in Shenzhen or something? Uh, I don't know where they are actually. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever noticed them say specifically where, mm. what city they're in. Prague is probably nice. Prague well, it depends what part of China, I suppose. But like, yeah, Prague's probably quite a nice place to be. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, that's more or less all I've played. Cool. Games! Nice, games! Well, I bought a PlayStation 5, so <laughs> and I transferred now it over my other games. Yeah, <laughs> now that you can. So I played... Yeah, what was the, 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 the stat that PlayStation 5 shipping to America have like increased like 400% right, or something Right, so now recently? it's actually possible. Because there is, there is some figure that they're shipping up. Boatload more because I actually pre-ordered because I got a, bu- a God of War Ragnarok bundle ah, cool. which came yeah, out on yeah, a specific yeah. day, so I managed nice. to get that. I can't remember what I used. I think it was like Shop Two or something which oh, was yeah, recommended yeah, used... on Eurogamer. It was actually good. Shop, Shop Two were all right. Yeah, yeah, it was all right, and it gave me like a voucher or whatever. That was where I got my stuff. slightly cheaper launch copy of Splatoon Three from. <laughs> yeah, so shout out that was, that. and it got arrived on you know D eight were. DPD delivery, so it was all, all easy and all good. And uh, I managed to transfer stuff over from the PS4 um, using the Ethernet cable. A lot faster than doing it over Wi-Fi. <laughs> My God, so I don't have to re-download fucking Red Dead Redemption Two or whatever. It is. Yeah. <laughs> right. So because I was interested to see how fast the old games would boot up and run on on and how smoothly it would run on PS5. So I ended up playing, you know, Wipeout Mega Collection, and mm-hmm. I played some Red Dead Redemption Two from where I was. Um, and I played some Dirt Rally 2, oh, wow. okay. was, which I have yeah. on there, yeah. and uh, Res and Tetris Effect as well I had as well, so I was playing that. 
Um, and then the the PS and then PS5 games like it comes with Astro's Playroom, so I played a bunch of that. Nice. Uh, oh, uh, I, I really want to check that. Out. Which is really cool. Uh, and then I got God of War Ragnarok, so that's the big AAA game. So I've played a bit of that. Um, so I don't know what you want to hear about. <laughs> uh, I mean, is it all of it? Is it good? Yeah. I mean, okay. Like, let's talk about the basics, like because yeah. The, the, the step up for me, like from from the bone to the Series X in terms of load times, was was significant. Yeah, it's, it's it's even on the older stuff, it's noticeable. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's like a, yeah, like a game changer. Like it's not it's not it's not blown me away, but it's been it's been nice. Yeah, games that were problematic are like are on are less problematic. Well, I'm finding the resume is working a lot better or whatever. So oh, not yeah, only yeah, yeah. is so for Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, like that takes forever to load, which they, you know, like a Grand Theft Auto, but like mm. on the on the PS4, it, you literally you set it loading and you're, yeah, it's like back. minutes later, you make a cup of tea and come back. Whereas this is like a normal load time or whatever mm. when you're getting into the game, which is already great. But then it safely manages to pause and resume it. Yeah, yeah. So then you're then you're like straight in to where you left off in Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a mind-blowing compared to waiting like five, ten minutes. <laughs> in fairness, if you didn't context switch, I'd never really had a problem with that on the PS4. With the resume, yeah. Yeah. I think Red, I'm Red just Dead was using pretty the, good at that. I think the rest mode is like a bit more... It has settings like uh, for power consumption and stuff. So it starts. There's this. There's different modes where it switches off the online in one mode, so it doesn't do downloads yeah, so I've stopped, and stuff. Uh, yeah, because I think yeah, you, you had to saves. rest on PS4 in order for that to work, right? If you yeah, full shutdown, yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't happy. Um, and uh, to be fair, I've switched both my consoles. I, well, I use the full shutdown on PS4 now more than right. Yeah, yeah. I don't leave it in rest, and I do that with my Xbox as well. Mm-hmm. I don't let it. I don't leave it in. I think they used to call it magic, make it magic mode or whatever. Right. But like, like, yeah, I, I, I put it in full shutdown state, and uh, well, aside from it's not, it's never a hundred percent shutdown, right? Because you can still turn them on with a controller and that kind of stuff. Like the consoles don't, don't, go, don't go fully dark, mm-hmm. but uh, at least with Xbox, I don't know if PS, just PS Five. So if you do a full shutdown on PS Five, do you still get like Xbox's quick, you know, the resume feature? Because you, you, well, you I'm do, using you do, the rest mode a, thing. Or or using rest, I am, okay. and it does work really well. I think it's a bit more discreet on the old lighting in rest mode right, or whatever, right. and, and the, the power <laughs> draws. But it does start up quite a lot faster in my experience than that it's literally like it's up and then you press the thing to sign in or whatever one one button press or whatever and it's and you're there and, yeah, and i always didn't notice the difference honestly in like when i changed the, right. the series the series x to be well for me that down. makes a bit yeah, i mean i occasionally difference. notice it like but but it's it's still pretty rapid yeah and i don't lose my quick resume yeah, and it's like it's just so it's yeah. like oh, I'll save the power. I'll be good to the environment. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it probably is. Maybe I should get, try the full the full shutdown. But I've left it on the on the low power rest mode for now. And that seems to work. Yeah, depends what's important um, too. If you're if you're playing yeah. games that get updates frequently, yeah, that's yeah, gonna suck. Definitely, it's, you're gonna have to you're gonna get there, and it's gonna go. This game needs an update, and you're like, no, all right. Yeah, it's nicer that it, it you know if it's applying them in the background before you even boot it up. That's probably true if you're playing Call of Duty or something. There probably has patches all the time. Yeah, I mean the Xbox sort of tries to it tries to only do that with games that are, you've recently played. So mm-hmm. if I was to try and launch No Man's Sky now, it would go, oh, hold on a second, you're not you're not up to date. But even though I've still got it installed on the box, yeah, and like. 
my box has been on or running in rest mode before you know it will go it won't ha- it will, everything won't be up to date because it's been a while since i've played no man's sky so yeah it, it does that kind of thing to try and limit it but uh yeah if you're if you're a, yeah. uh, if you're a cod player or a warzone player or a Fortnite player and you're, you're playing it frequently yeah rest mode might be useful for you yeah but yeah it will incur a cost and i've gone and got like a a controller charger rest thing and i've oh, put okay. it next to the sofa so i don't even need to get up to, t- <laughs> to get the controller which i think is enough to stop me you know when you're on the sofa and you've got the remote and it's right, like yeah i used to have the the controller on, like on the tv stand so it's like you want to play the game you'd have to get up and go over and, and <laughs> unplug it from the cable sure. and it's like now it's like on a little rest i don't even need to stand up so it's yeah, like so slightly less friction to get into the game uh it, you're right, it's helpful because I, I keep forgetting that is a super lazy thing isn't it though well it's a playstation thing because the control the batteries are in they're in the controller yeah 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 so you can't just hot swap them out if you've got no no you have to charge them and if you've Um, only got one of the super expensive controllers that comes with ps5 it's really nice controller it's really nice not that the i quite like the the, well i don't know they the controllers have generally been sort of good lovely exactly the ps4 controller is nice but this is slightly nicer with the with the microsoft ones it's like they kind of perfected it already so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. they can't get that much better i mean um, short of stick crunch yeah which I, in fairness i haven't managed to do to my series x controller yeah yet, but all of my x-bone controllers are crunch yeah yeah and uh yeah well, that's yeah. just a, like a quality thing isn't it <laughs> it's, it's it doesn't like my clench that's what it is i clench, maybe, I clench maybe. hard yeah and, that's, and i haven't dared play rocket league with my new controller <laughs> right because <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna crunch, crunch, it. crunch it but yeah ps3 it's, controllers it's for the record have survived the crunch yeah and my 360 controllers have survived oh the crunch. there you go so so yeah the ps5 controller really nice and of course it has the i don't know what it is adaptive freaking haptic stuff yeah. which uh, of course astro's playroom goes out of its way to show off in, in insanely and it is really nice in that game obviously but then you go to normal games and it's like have how much have they done but it's only the ps5 game so i guess it's only god of war where i'm gonna see any adaptive Maybe. haptics until i get some more i heard that I mean, like, there's some third party stuff that do it like because i think it's available in call of duty like whether you want like haptic tricks yeah i'm sure and but ps5 you know, version of that yeah yeah, yeah. But, but i haven't got any of those games so i'm just saying that the ps4 oh, games they, i'm playing yeah, yeah, won't unless it's been patched in and i don't think it has so uh, they, yeah. no, I, don't, I don't think they could no i don't think they can unless they have a no unless you're purchases grant you access to the ps5, PS5 version oh i did yeah. get that for one game oh yeah for tony hawks i played tony hawks pro skater oh, one, one plus one two. plus two. Oh, and what's that, that like that well it's great obviously Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh yeah and that works really nicely on the on the controller actually um uh yeah that is literally tony hawks and yeah, it, I, it, it's freaking awesome because i've got that and i haven't played it yet yeah yeah it's well good um and it's all the old like levels and stuff but like Sweet. all with a you know because you're playing like tony hawks one levels with the manual revert and everything yeah Yeah, the three mechanics even yeah because i think three had the revert off the uh off the off the uh quarter pipe trick that's called a revert isn't it it? because two had the manuals yeah Yeah. and three had the revert which completes the system right so you can do that from the start on all the levels and stuff and it's well cool um yeah and yeah that i guess that's in 4k 60 on the ps5 version because it prompted me to upgrade to the ps5 version of it i think i actually paid like another five quid or something oh that's the only thing yeah right, okay so but i was like oh yeah totally i'm gonna do that <laughs> yeah. so yeah so i played some of that that's cool um 
uh, yeah, Astro's Playroom is just to show off, but it's quite, it, it's all like PlayStation history stuff. So it's quite fun. You get all these like, uh, uh, trophies and stuff, but it's just showing you like uh, the controller and like, and it looks super crisp and crazy. And it has like, like all the 3d audio and everything going on. Although I've just got, I struggled a little bit to get the surround sound set up. Uh, I had to fiddle with it quite a bit with the settings to try and get the surround sound working. But eventually, because when God of War booted up, it goes through settings like the dark levels and stuff. Right. And initially, it just said stereo on the thing with my setup, and I had to faff around for quite a bit with the menus to try and get the right combination for my Sonos Arc uh, system right, yeah. or whatever it is with my. But I got it working. Because um, I'm because I'm aware PS5 wouldn't be happy with my setup. Yeah, it's a bit. It's it was a bit, a bit weird. It's got a f- quite a few options in the sound menu in the settings. Uh, it's it's not so much that. It's the latency of Arc. Right, right, it's right. Like, like it, it would. I've, I think I've, uh, I've switched after that conversation. I think I mentioned it on the podcast about the latency I experienced playing Metal Hell Singer. Mm. Um, I've switched to just keeping my Xbox in stereo mode, and which means I lost. I yeah. lost surround again. Yeah, because yeah. I, I lament the the removal of the optical port on the consoles, man. Right, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, because the old um, Sonos uh, that I had had an optical in, but this one is just eARC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a coincidence that it's called Arc and it has eARC. I think it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of coincidental. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Arc. Um, anyway, um, so I got that all working, um, and yeah. Break out the break out the wipeout straight away, and Amazing. and then in, install the Spotify app and have the wipeout greatest hits or wipeout soundtrack uh, on there. Even better through wipeout instead of the in-game music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which so works. You can get the the proper uh, HD Fury soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack slightly modified one. Exactly. So that's all works. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Although they still haven't. They've still never put out the OST to Wipeout Three. Right, uh, because that had like custom stuff made by Sasha. Yeah, um, yeah. Or on it. Wipeout Three was the one. For Wipeout Three, yeah. Was so good. Yeah, but that was like a moment in cultural history. That game. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a weird club culture slash design. Oh, don't get me wrong. The, sound, the soundtrack thing. of all three of those first Wipeout games are are brilliant. Yeah, but, yeah. but there is there is that something the special to me about yeah. Wipeout Three. Yeah. So yeah, uh, those are good. And yeah, so once I got the surround sound, then the te- on my big TV, like the Tetris effect is is pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty nice and working. That would have worked fine on PS4. I just it's just nice that everything like I can switch between that really quickly, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I can go from playing Red Dead with to, to to Tetris effect with like no issue and no faffing around, which is really really nice. Yeah. And then yeah, I booted up. I haven't played much, so I'll talk about it next time. But I booted up God of War, and my God, it looks amazing <laughs> at sixty frames. It's crazy. I just put it on the standard whatever performance mode. I don't know like what compromises I'm making on image quality there, but it looks freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much nicer it would look on four K. I don't think I'd notice a difference in the other mode. But anyway, um, and I think so. It it. You know, it does similarly to the first one. It has a story-heavy introduction that has some spectacular. It has the equivalent of the Boulder fight, right? right but gotcha. am, amped up. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's like a in the first hour, there's like a chase scene on a on a sl- dog sled through through the forest and stuff, and you're fighting Freya, and then and then freaking. Um, Oh right, so uh, they're they're going hard on the early stuff, yeah. Like leading back into yeah, the straight into game. it, yeah. and and then you fight a giant bear, and then you fight, um, and then and then of course, because that that it's very effective because the whole game was leading up to when you're going to meet 
Thor and Odin and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, boom, there they are. And Odin is well, like, yeah, because they've already like they they had to right with yeah. all the teasers. And stuff yeah, and yeah, they've shown like, it. They have to yeah. lead with that. So you know that there's going to be a Thor fight equivalent of the Boulder fight. So right. you're like, yeah. mm, this is just going to be the same again. And it's like they still managed to make it fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, and like Odin is like, he walks in the room and it's like. That's Toby from the West Wing. <laughs> it's, it's Richard Schiff, I think, who is great, like amazing casting as like Odin. But it's like because it's all performance captured and the graphics are so good, it's like it's just that it looks guy. A little too much yeah, like him, really. I mean it's cool. I mean he looks like a Norse god, but he also looks like Toby from the West Wing, which is really funny. Um, and has a cool character, obviously. After all that last game of him watching you with all the crows everywhere and all the mm. shit, and you never see him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and Thor's introduction is really cool. Won't spoil it, but it's awesome. And of course, then you immediately have the whole the whole thing from the first game, like because you've seen Marvel's uh, Thor is like, well, you have the stupid axe, which comes back to your hand. What's yeah, it yeah, going to yeah. be like going up against Mjolnir, the hammer? And which just, also does that. Which also <laughs> does that. Yeah, really. And um, there's a really cool design for the hammer, and for Thor in general is a is is all is an awesome design is nothing like any kind of marvel or anything like that um don't, uh, don't make me want a playstation 5 and 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 then so it's like the battle of not only is it the battle of kratos and thor but it's the battle of the axe and and mjolnir or whatever and it's like spectacular and cool but then uh, but then it's like getting back into the normal game and it's just so slick it's just crazy how and because it's the same like the but what i'm finding is going back to your bayonetta is i'm like don't move me on too fast. I want to be able to get a bit good yeah. at the combat with some shit enemies before it moves on because I'm not... And what and it's in, done... And in fairness, I think God, the first God of War was, a, it was a little problematic in that area Yes, it was. Well. I definitely... And I'm starting to feel that it might be that way, but I've only just got into it. But I'm like, one thing it does, which is... Uh, um, it gives you the blades of chaos, not from from not from the start, but from half an hour in. Like so, so then it's like okay. I wanted a, that. That was good in the first game, where it's like you learn all the mechanics of the axe, and then they yeah, give you the blades. But instead, it's like here you go, and I'm like, uh, I need to remember how to play this game. Okay, yeah, so um, you're struggling because it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I've forgotten everything, so I need to because the first time I played, I, I didn't use the block very much, and I, I was trying to do the dodge, but the timing on the dodge is quite hard sometimes. Right, yeah. uh, and I need to, and I was doing the double tap roll too much oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to do uh it's better to do the the what learn the, learn the discipline for learn it. the discipline yeah. but um i'm i'm not very good at i've never been very good at um the timings for those things um like i was talking about how the batman combat made it super easy or yeah. whatever but like in this like the indicators when you get them of like this is blockable this is not blockable you know the yellow and red is back or whatever yeah. but that happens unpredictable amount of time before the attack actually comes you have to watch them yeah, uh and they're uh, just hints yeah they're just hints and um it's not like you see yellow you dodge uh or you see red you 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 roll yeah uh, um, that seems pretty a pretty it's a, standard yeah it's now. the same yeah because yeah. bayonetta 3 does it as well it's the same i i'm just not used to the uh, apart from playing the original god of war i got good at it but i certainly wasn't at the start and this i'm i'm i, I want some fodder to like see yeah, or yeah. some combat arena so i can like get used to the basics of combat before i'm upgrading things and like trying to figure Perfect. out all the stuff so i'll see if that comes because i'm a bit worried that the one thing i've heard going forward which um i'm pleased by is that 
one thing about the first one is it did reuse bosses like that big ogre guy you saw you fought him quite with the big uh, and you they they jazzed him up and they made like an ice version of him and stuff like that and it was cool but apparently this game just doesn't do that like it's like unique for bosses so that's quite cool and exciting yeah so yeah so i'll i never thought it was egregious no it wasn't no it worked it was was acceptable but i think they just came went into this saying well what can we make better and they were like Mm. well we can make all the bosses unique if we if we put enough effort into it and it's like okay cool um so i'll report back on that but uh, yeah oh man i'm but just literally 60 frames and it's just so beautiful that because that's the thing about games now is like it doesn't really matter that it's a cross-gen game and that um it's the art it's the the combination of the good engine and like the, oh, all sure, the art direction and it's so beautiful the ps4 version of this is supposed to be absolutely great fine, yeah like it doesn't suffer from the fact that it's been designed for both machines yeah uh, exactly which is rare yeah uh so you know i i could pick it up for ps4 i could yeah but and and, and play it in the, i mean and i was perfectly happy with how the last one was like i had no complaints yeah. of it at all on a ps4 pro um but like 60 frames man it's just it's, <laughs> it's so nice it makes a difference it's so nice um yeah uh so yeah uh, so far, so gorgeous. I've only seen one biome so far, which is it's all winter because it's all thimble winter yeah, at, at yeah. the start. But I'm sure there's plenty in there. I know. There's I, know be... I know I was late to the God of War party last time. But, yeah. But I was wrong. Like, I, mean, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. To, I was wrong to what? Like, well, I'm not, not wrong to wait. I shouldn't say. That, yeah, you can but, wait but, as long but, as you like. like I, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as, as good was, as it is as soon as I, got my I mean i don't know if that game was like a clear game of the year thing i don't know if because this is the same stuff again so it's not is it, it got like the horizon problem like i know we haven't played forbidden west but no like, like, I, but i never was interested in horizon that's no but right but that's that's like the one of the big <laughs> complaints against forbidden west that is like not enough new yeah i don't know yet i mean the combat is almost uh, almost identical so far but that they were so good originally sure. so i don't know but i think it's got new traversal mechanics right so you can now use the blades of chaos to like zoom up and to grab on grapple onto the environment and like zoom and do different okay. and and jump down and so there's a lot of like okay. verticality yeah, to it yeah. that there wasn't before which is cool uh because the combat very often you were just fighting on a flat plane yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the first game so that's quite potentially quite cool but i haven't really experienced potentially like yeah. I, I always get a little bit worried when people like like some people like like oh yeah vertic- it's got verticality now and it's like and isn't that cool and a bit of me's like uh, there's a bit in my brain that immediately goes doesn't that make it harder to fathom what's happening right yeah yeah um that's the thing i mean that one th- i mean i feel like the 60 frames gives you better situational awareness because okay. you're more in control of the camera i don't know what and that's just my feeling it's like oh and maybe because i've now got surround sounds yeah so that sort of slightly helps as well I can certainly hear when the boy is talking to me from uh, from behind me or in front. Uh, and, it, yeah, strong start to the story in terms of the characterization and stuff. I have no idea where it's going, but, yeah, it's cool. Oh, but that's great. That, I mean, yeah. the, there was no inkling of what the first game was really going to go. No. Like, and so, so the fact that, like, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Uh, so to be con- make me to be continued. Don't make me I mean, <laughs> come on, it's one of the games, I the know. biggest games of the year. Let's face it. But I mean, it could have been just, a, um, it could have been just a, I don't know, 
you get, I don't know. It was always going to be a good game, but it could have been just like, oh, okay, this is just more of the same. But I get the feeling that they've done, they've, they've, they've done a good one. You done already a good think it isn't. Yeah, I already think they've done a good one. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm still waiting. Okay. If they put out a PS5 Slim, which, you know, at the moment there's yeah. no, no signs of that. It's happening. fucking massive, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It fits where I literally bought my furniture so that there would be space for a PS5, theoretically. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, with airflow around it yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And it does fit, but it is mad because I have it sideways or whatever. Like, mm. And yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. P- yeah. Do you get the digital only version? In the no, it does. It does have the disc. Yeah. Okay. Um, because... Because I wanted to, I also got for no reason an ultra HD copy of like the Lord of the Rings extended edition, oh, <laughs> so okay. I could play that in 4K on my TV if I wanted. Yeah, that's. Um, there's not many films I would bother to have a physical copy of. Like, how long is one of those films? The extended four hours. <laughs> They're about three to four. Hours. Yeah, three and a half to four hours. I think Return of the King is probably coming up on four hours, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but you don't watch them all. You watch them in halves because they, they mostly like the um, fellowship ends. The <laughs> has first, a convenient break. Point, yeah, it has basically. a break, which is um, the Council of Elrond. Like where, right. you know, you shall be the fellowship of the ring, and then it's like boom, that's a convenient break. And there's, I think there's convenient breaks quite well in in the other ones. I don't know where where does the two towers break in the middle? Is two towers just one big break until the end fight? Like. Because um, <laughs> you don't like that film. Because <laughs> Rob falls asleep every time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 Rob doesn't know what happens because it doesn't exist. That's got all the Rohan stuff. That's like my favourite stuff. Oh well, never mind. I, I'm, I'm unaware of it. Freaking Bernard Hill <laughs> being like uh, King Theoden. Awesome. Anyway. I mean, I do wonder from time to time whether modern me could stay awake through it. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Like, I'm sure old you could have. You just didn't just for some didn't, reason. Yeah, it just didn't. <laughs> Is it time to watch Lord of the Rings again? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be. Maybe it's yeah. been a really long time since I've seen those. Yeah. Like the last time I saw any of the Lord of the Rings, other than maybe the first two of the, the Hobbit trilogy, you never Ugh. saw the third. And, Teary me. Yeah, it didn't, didn't grab me. As, no. As and in fairness, Lord of the Rings didn't grab me until till I'd seen all three and then rewatched, and then and then it... Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last time I saw Lord of the Rings was catching the end of Return of the King... Oh. In Dutch, I think, whilst I was travelling for work. It's like, how many endings does that film have to have? Yeah. It's got like five fade-outs. And I, to- and I totally didn't realise, I-, I couldn't remember which of the films I was watching. That was oh, the right, thing. Yeah. So when I was, like, like until the like endings were like going mad, like I, could- I didn't figure out which one I was actually, <laughs> I was actually watching. So maybe it has been longer <laughs> I can't believe that. Even in the theatrical version, like they literally, they get on the ship to Valinor and they they they've sailed into the west and it fades to white and then it comes back and it's yeah. fucking Samwise Gamgee again. Anyway, never mind. Right? Yeah. Too many endings. Too many endings. PlayStation. I guess at that point in time, like a, everyone thought a trilogy was a was a long series. Yeah. Just wait till you've had like all five Avatar films. Or, I mean that book was technically like one book, right? But years. It was split into three books for publication in like the fifties, so it's that's the way it's always been. Three, yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, I think that'll do for this podcast, don't you? Yeah, we're running long, and yeah. I'm hungry. 
yeah, time to consume some foodstuffs. Foodstuffs food for stuffs. my faces. Stuffs, stuffs ourselves. So thank you for joining us. Uh, catch, uh, we've got some YouTube videos uh, on our Happy Salad uh, YouTube channel. Check those out. Do. Check out the poor compression on the dough video. And yeah, uh, enjoy. Bloody, bloody, <laughs> bloody YouTube. And uh, we'll be back with another of these here salad casts in a couple of weeks. Catch you then. Bye.